Hey dolls, and welcome back to another episode of Romantically Lit, a podcast that features two undercover hopeless romantics who kiki and review different black romance novels from across the diaspora. I am Hannah. And I'm Odelia. <laughs> and on this week's episode, y'all, we sunset another beautifully written, blood-binding, knee-jerking, gut-wrenching, mouth-watering novel, aka Janie Garu's amazing Nigerian romance novel, Where We End and Begin. But before we polish off this romance novel, if you're tuning in for the first time, bienvenue and thank you for joining us. Today we'll be reviewing the final chapters 34 to 44 of Where We End and Begin. But hold up! Before you carry on listening, please be sure to check out our previous episodes of Where We End and Begin because we'll be sharing spoilers and other developments of the novel. And while you're at that, Please go ahead and view other equally romantic novels such as The Perfect Find by Tia Williams and Before I Let Go by Candy Ryan. As always, in this love shack of ours we call our little podcast, we welcome all different types of love tropes and we know we reviewed something just for you. And on that note, ski hee! Welcome, 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 welcome back as my, what adjective should I use to describe you today? Beautiful, gorgeous, stunning, amazing. You know what? I'll be nice. As my beautiful co-host stated, we are going through the final chapters of a book that I hold so dear to my heart. You know what I'm thinking I to am in a blood oath with this book. I know. You know what I was thinking to myself? You know how a lot of us in school, we I didn't always... get to see what the book is. What's the book we're reading? Shady Garrow's Where We End and Begin, Final Chapters. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I also mentioned in the intro, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, you know how in school, you would always read the same old, same old character, um, authors, Jane Austen, Shakespeare. I really think that this book here is close to me in class like we're gonna read Jane Austen we're gonna learn about the themes of something because there's so many giant themes here that I can I wish I wish I was back in school where I could write essays on this and have class discussions (sighs) maybe even act some things out you know what I mean like I really I I feel like this book has enough content to do all that I think I would only give this to a 12th grade class I would give this to an. I think I can give it to an earlier class too. Mm, like people I doing feel... the GCSEs, hundred percent. Twelfth grade is like your final years. No, twelfth grade is your A levels. Your GCSEs is like year ten, year eleven. Do I want? Okay, so you again, know what? I, I guess... can't translate it. No, to no, 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 no. I'm thinking. Explain. I'm thinking. What did I read? And what would be the equivalent? Purple of hibiscus. That? No, I didn't read that in school. Either way, I guess maybe, but. Half of Yellow Sun. I didn't read it in school. I was on my Americana. Own. I did not read those in school. Really? You didn't have any Nigerian or African authors? Yeah, I read Chino Echeve's Things Fall Apart. Everybody reads that. That's not even like... So I went to school in Canada. Okay. Um... Fair enough. Are there no Nigerians in Canada? <laughs> there was Chino Echeve. <laughs> Things Fall Apart. Okay. And that's not to say we didn't read other books of color, but like, you know, over the years, rather... But we didn't read, like, it, it's a Canadian school, like, you know, we even read indigenous books. But anyways, yeah. 
yes we we i love this book we love this book mm-hmm. i love this book like i i now have to put it on my shelf and i not just, really can leave it by your bedside table i know but i feel like i have an unhealthy attachment i just have to put it, put it away you know Okay, so let's start off with chapter 34. Odile, where did we leave off our characters? Uh, it's chapter 34. So last time we saw our characters... <laughs> Which chapter do you think it was? 33. Ah. The last time we saw our characters, <laughs> my girl Dooney had touched back down in Seattle, Oregon. <laughs> was, was... I know it's not that, but continue. I'm going to find out for you. <laughs> no, Portland, Oregon. Seattle, Washington. Yes. Again, I'm Canadian. Y'all should be impressed. I know this at all. Okay. You know comprehension. You you tell me where. Tell me where Saskatoon is. In Saskatchewan. Okay, but some of our our few American and non North American listeners would not know that. But I know where Seattle is. Americans wouldn't know where anywhere is. Right you know what? I, I'm, I'm sorry to the Americans because one or two of you told us to stop. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. We uh, we have to call you out. We have to call you guys for what you are, and that's okay. Okay, fine. You don't know geography. You don't know your own land. That's okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna take my hand when I tell you this. You're not special. <laughs> oh, <that> sound. <laughs> no, but you guys, so you guys have qualities. You're funny. You're entertaining. But anyway, your movies are great exactly even mm-hmm. though you've monopolized on them and sold ideas and, yeah, and resources and, and you don't pay workers <laughs> and you know, you know all that good stuff hashtag shout out to the wga they're hey, off strike officials are coming back maybe sag hurry up um i'm hoping somebody can bring back uh winning times is it yes winning time that's gone and what's my other show the good days good times um Oh God, I know what show you're talking about. On ABC? The, the, something years. Good years, the good the years. Good years. Mm-hmm. If someone could bring back that reboot, I and Abbott. September's here, there's no Abbott Elementary. We gotta we gotta put the work in. I have another suggestion. How about y'all bring back the get down? We have to move on as a people. <laughs> I also miss the get down, but at this point the get down dropped when I was in first year university. Listen to this. I am twenty five. When Summer House came out in the uk y'all <laughs> love that they dropped it like a hot potato and then a canadian by the name of aubrey graham a biracial his... with a bbl <laughs> stop it <laughs> let's not put on a record but it's funny though <laughs> um he's just like nah 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 bring that show here i'm a producer I'm a but do you see how that works people i think the get down because nas was a huge part of it I think if he talks to Diddy and talks to J- the big honcho Jay, and if they all sit in a room and maybe invite Jamie Foxx in there too, I just remembered. All the actors are too grown. Who died? Oh my oh goodness, God. Ron Cephas Jones died. Never mind you. Guys. Why would you remind me of that? Because I was thinking about the scene when they were outside the barbershop and I saw his lanky stature in my head. Oh. And I just remind it just reminded me that this man is dead. William. September took him or was it last month? I think it was August, but the months are starting to blur. It was August, September, y'all. My two long, long months. 
this month went by fast but anyways back to the book oh yeah sorry y'all <laughs> back to the book so last time we saw our characters duty flew into seattle washington mm-hmm. and um she's like her bestie emily is like girl you different she's like i am different you know but that's what it is when you get your back cracked properly when you with okay, the that's love what of your life you rekindle love let's talk about love it's always lost 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 how about love so when you get the your back cracked by the one you love <laughs> mm-hmm. and other stuff because obviously she really does love um obi but now that we see her chapter 34 last time we saw her she made the decision she's gonna go break up with christopher i almost said carlton her, her unfianced <laughs> well now they're about to be un-unfianced wow. <laughs> sorry so she goes over to Christopher's house and he's like, what do you want to eat? She's like, I don't want to eat. I just want to do this and I want to get out. And she's like, Christopher, please. And I want to find interesting. He's like, why do you always say my full name? And I clocked. I was like, you're, you're right. right. She never says babe, baby, honey, sweetie. Pumpkin. No pet names at Sugar all. butt, as I heard this week on Love is Blind. Oh, God, I hate that. Sugar butt. Sugar butt. You know that guy who keeps wearing blue and white colors and red? He he and the other country girls were like, "Hey, sugar butt," and I was like, "That it's deserves disgusting. jail time." Um, <laughs> but if that's what you call your partner, y'all, that's your business. <laughs> Keep in your bedroom. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so she's like, "You don't call me nothing. You call me Christopher. Like you're the government." Mm-hmm. And then she, he says something funny. He's like, "What do you call him?" So just pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Ooh." I'm not gonna lie to you. He ate because <laughs> that would leave me speed. And out me speechless. Yeah. Um, I don't know I what would... she said to that. I think she just stayed quiet and be like, "No, it's not like that." Um, what did she say? Let's find I out. Know what, I don't know. The I don't know what to say to that. I'll just be like, um, well, I. Uh... I would be like, don't ask me no stupid question. Take your ring back and get out. The I love of my life here, is waiting well, for me. She said, what? Then he comp- he's just like, well, the guy in, in Lagos are you with? Like, I, <laughs> it's obvious, girl. You know, I came, I touched down <laughs> Lagos, and you were not in your parents' house. You were out gallivanting the beaches with this man. Um, and I think she tries to tell him, like, there's nothing, there's nothing there. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I told you earlier, and I was going to tell you, but truthfully speaking, like, him and I, it's done. <laughs> She was funny. She says she doesn't even he does she doesn't even call him Chris. It's straight Christopher all day long. Yeah. Girl. Anyways, but yeah, so she's like, you know, we're we're done. Like it's over. But then Christopher does something interesting. He says, but it was a mistake and we can move past this. Now that's when I said, said okay, huh? his Delulu is becoming <laughs> true Lulu. <laughs> The Delulu can only become Trululu when the experiences are real. She doesn't love you. There is no Trululu in this Delulu. Like, <laughs> because I never, I don't understand. Like, ah, this man, and that's why, I, that's why I thought to myself instantly when he said that, that perhaps he doesn't really like or love her. And we get to that. It's more of like, well, she is, she is stable. <laughs> You know, I'm, it's I'm, that comfortable love, I'm, that comfortable, easy type of love. His green light went, his green light went on, in his little taxi. If you, if y'all follow, like, if anybody here watches 
Sex in the City, uh, and that scene in the bathroom when Miranda's talking about when a man is ready to marry, you know what I mean? He just switches on that light, boom. The first girl who walks into that taxi, that's his. I feel like that's the easy love that is being described here. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, girl, don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I love you. Um, that didn't land. <laughs> and the thing is, right, she says, he says, she's like, we don't love each other. Like, let's yeah. not be dumb. And then he says, you never gave me the chance to love you. And she's in, like, I think her inner mom was like, you're right. Because, like, I left that part of me across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. If you drive a boat across the Atlantic, if you park it on the west coast of the biggest continent, it's the biggest continent, right? Yeah. Which one? Africa. Yes. Yes. And you get to the west coast. It is. Asia's not bigger. Asia's I thought. I thought Europe was much bigger than Africa. That's what I thought. The largest continent in the world. I don't think it's Africa. It's I wish Africa. It was. God, there's a lot of googling today. I don't think it's Africa. I think it's. I think. It's I just want Asia. you guys to know we spent a good 15 minutes before the talking about talking about the school system is failing people. It's Asia. Oh, okay. Because I'm thinking about like the why number is... of countries like there and how. But you said Europe. Out. Well, I said Europe, but I was close. You said Africa. I'll t- listen. I'll take I'll it. I think Europe because of like the big countries there. Anyways, you're right. They have. Then I remembered Russia was. Anyways, yeah. It doesn't matter. The best content in the world. Go to the coast of it. You'll land in a place where people work hustle. They hustle very hard. They do. And in that hustling city of Lagos, you'll find a light-skinned man <laughs> with the property development business who owns Dooney's heart. <laughs> Obina, or as I so intimately call him, Obi. Mm. <laughs> okay. And so... Dooney, I'm, 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 I'm trying to come back to, okay. So Dooney is talking about how, like, there's no way that you love me. You know what I mean? Like, what we have here is ease love. Please, like, let me go. <laughs> is it bondage? Oh, my God. She's like, please, let me go. Like, please. Um, And I think she takes off her ring. Yeah. And he, she gives it to him. I wouldn't. But she gives it back to him, and he just places it up places it on the countertop and yeah like i guess that is what consolidates the end of the fiance ship on fiance ship anyway and from there we move on to chapter 35 and now where are we so we're still in seattle we're on the phone with our bestie tiwa tiwa in san francisco no no not yet okay oh Maybe she's sitting in the hotel and she's telling us that Tiwa called her yes. and said, come to San Francisco and please come to San Fran. It's my sister's birthday and I want to see you and I know you just ended your engagement. You know, do what good friends do. Try and get you drunk after a breakup. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> and um, she's like, oh my God, fine. She's like, no, first she's like, no. Then she's like, you owe me. And she's like, girl, owe you for what? And she's like, you think I don't know you left my wedding early? Mm-hmm. She she didn't even care that she left early. She said, "Do you know who I left with?" <laughs> no, I know Tia was not pressed about it, but she's just Tia was like me. I'm gonna find anything in my arsenal to manipulate you, and um, it worked. And it did work. So she's like, "Fine, I'll I'll you know," but T was like, "You know, tell me at your own time. I'm I'll listen." Mm-hmm. She a good friend. I would have been nosy. I'm like, girl. But she did say like. 
give me the details she she was upset yeah she's like be quick about it yeah no no later on she says two weeks at the other thing oh right 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 but she is like you know don't don't take forever Mm -hmm. um but then she gets to san fran she's sitting in the lobby she spots her bestie and she's like hey bestie hey she's like hey bestie hey and she's like i'm so glad you're here girl and she's like actually you're gonna hate me but the love of your life is actually here. <laughs> and of course, Duny and I was shocked. I wasn't. I was gagged. I said, what do you mean? If Obina I know is here? Obi In- the way I know Obi. You know what? I, I just didn't expect him <laughs> to come to San Francisco. Like it was just, I, I'm the, I'm just honestly just sailing over what you, you're saying. <laughs> because what you have is a mental illness. Anyway, um, I'll be shocked. I'd be like, he came all the way from Lagos to San Francisco. And this is the first time there. I think, no, it's not his first time in the U.S. for sure. But like, I guess like in her, in her Their space, worlds are colliding, yeah, essentially. Because usually, because she went to Lagos. And so like him coming here, it's just like, okay, now he's chasing our girl, which is cute. Um, Duny's, of course, surprised and be like, um, please, like, no, 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 no. I ended it with him. I don't want him back. Girl, stop lying stop lying anyway um as her little chit chatting she feels this heat <laughs> behind her but i'm mentally ill <laughs> i'm the mentally ill one mind she you. felt she felt like she felt like there's a string on her back holding on to the to the heart of that man and as she's talking to tiwa looking in her eyes she can feel this man behind her he was just like, well, I gotta go. I'm a, but catch me, catch me up later, girl. <laughs> Tell me all the deets. And she turns around, and there he is, Odilia's friend, Obino, the love of my life, Obi. Um, you know, I'm not falling in love with a character like this before. I I left Josiah for Yasmin. I said I respect my girl Yasmin. Mm-hmm. That's her man. I love my girl Kiki. I was like, you know what? You take Kai, and. Even Shane, I was like, I love you, Shane, but Jean-Vierre needs you more. But I would fight Dooney for Obi, personally. They teach women to what? To be in competition with each other. And you know what? We no, they quote- do not. You see revisionist history? <laughs> they teach women to what? We do teach women to be in competition with each other. That's the quote. You gotta go listen to I need, you, I, know, I need you to be... Oh my god, you know that's from her TEDx. Girl, I know, but I don't want okay. to say homegirl's name on that. Why? Chimamanda? <laughs> she's a, tr- a turf. Okay. <laughs> now, what if she, what if she apologize? You can't apologize. Well, she so hasn't, so I don't well, have to tell you. She does. Now that you have to come back and say, y'all, I know I said that thing that one time. No, because the thing is, right, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. And essentially, at this time, this is the information that I have. But as of recently, she has not apologized. If she comes back and apologizes, I'll be like, I'm glad to be actually be reacquainted, reacquainted with you. And if she you pays for her sins. I do have a lot of books. Okay, so. <laughs> but guys. open them. Are they, no. Are they here in the room with us? <laughs> are they? I can deny this. <laughs> I can deny this. I'm going to take a picture and post it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now, guys. I, she is an amazing writer. Like, Absolutely. I. I don't really usually believe in, I don't always believe in sell, uh, separating the art from the artist. And with her, I don't. However, prior to her saying the things that she said, 
I'd already used my hard-earned coin to buy books. <laughs> I'm not burning that. them. I'm not throwing them out. That was money I used when I was working at the car plant. I'm not doing I'm gonna that. Relinquish information, but I decided to keep it to myself. What? Anyways, but I, there's nothing that she's put out post that that I've bought or listened to. No, or... actually, I did read an article by her. She's talking about grief when her father died during the pandemic. Oh, wait, I did read that. Yeah. That was so well written. Um, <laughs> but also how she found out her father died was scary. And I think a lot of us during the pandemic, being a, being a Zoom away from all your parents is and them passing must be awful. I cannot imagine it. Anyways, so. but she's a turf, just like J.K. Rowling. So she if is. I think that's actually how we found out, because she was supporting J.K. Rowling. Yeah. So I anyways. I don't understand that type of... You know, it's specific, because both of them consider themselves feminists, but when it comes to certain types... That's where they're turfs. Yeah. And I just... I don't know. I don't like that. It's like, you're not fully built. You haven't fully developed the You the stopped theory. reading. No, I know they read. They just stop... <laughs> They just, they're not fully built in terms of their ideologies. It's always one thing or another. Anyway, Obina is in the room, y'all, and they sit next to each other in the lobby. And he said, I came for you because she asked, Why, What are you doing here? <laughs> She's always asking you stupid questions. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, obviously, he came here to see you, and he's like, You blocked me. But like, I've been calling, I've been texting. She's like, I blocked you. And he's yeah. like, I thought as much. But then I asked Tiwa. And no, I spoke to Tiwa. And then when Tiwa said she was coming to you, then I had to, you know, I had to hijack the trip. Yeah. Because that's what a real man does. But, um, <laughs> so mm. then they're sitting and he says, do you remember like when we we're in the classroom, we we're sitting, we we're talking about yeah. the type of love. Yeah. And you said, I said, I want an easy love. And you said you wanted a love that had gone through things. It was tumultuous. It mm -hmm. was, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, a little bit of... <laughs> um, and then she was like, uh, her internal thoughts are like even more when she tried to wait, what page is God dang. I'm on the wrong page. Sorry. So, <laughs> so then she said, she's thinking about it. And she's like, now she wondered if that had been the first mistake, believing hardship measured the degree of love. And I wanted to talk about that because sometimes I look at you girlies going through it and I'm like, it should relationships be hard. But then I guess the question is what type of hardships are we going through? I think we have to provide examples because the one you're thinking about well the one that automatically comes on social media it's usually a guy making that long ass post talking about ups and downs there when you when i got shot you were there when i cheated on you three times <laughs> you were there when i ha when you know i was sleeping with other women and got all five of them pregnant you were there that means you're the one we're not talking about that type of hardship y'all if that's happening to you it's too please late, leave you have to leave it's not it's too late it's not too late please pack up your bag pack up the miscellaneous children you had with this man Pack up your toothbrush. Pack up some extra cash. Steal a pair of Jordans you can sell on StockX. And get the hell out of there because that is not a hardship we're looking for. I think the hardship is the ones you cannot control. Like the weather. You know what I mean? So for them in their situation. <laughs> the weather. Exactly. Like you can't control that. Yeah. In their situation, the class was one of the things to just like, like honestly, like what can you do about them? Their age. Yeah. Thing. There were seven, 18 year olds, like 17, 18, yeah. 17, 18 year olds. Like, what do you expect from them? What does the world, ex what do you expect from them? What does the world expect from them? Mm -hmm. It's just the circumstances were different. Passing through all those hardships and still after 12 years, you still are um, intimate with each other and you want to 
you want to build a life together, I think that's worth it then. But everything that's not part of this out of control situation. You're right. Like if he's practicing weaponized incompetence, that is not a hardship you need to go through. If he never defends you and throws you to the wolves that are his family, that is not a hardship you need to go through. If he has built a beautiful house and has made you right and stew and blown your back out and promised that he'll love you forever and flew across the world to San Francisco to see you, those are some hardships we can work through. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> Why are you making faces like I'm not just talking about the book? No, absolutely. I'm not making faces. You're absolutely right. It's because sometimes you... you you insert your Odilia. You insert in Odilia. <laughs> okay. Um, Odilia really wants Obina, y'all. Like, she is... It's real scary. It's so scary. <laughs> um, and Duny, after thinking that internally, says to... Finally, says to Obina that she does not think that what their love was... Tra- it doesn't think it's tragic because she did mention that on their yeah. goodbye, goodbye chapter. She's just like, we're so fucking tragic. Girl, get a pair of socks. I don't know what that means, but like, shut up. <laughs> that makes no sense. So she apologized, saying that she doesn't think that we're tragic. And then the big apology also comes when she says that she does not think that he. She doesn't Mike apologize, though. Are you sure? No, I am sure because I'll, I'll tell you exactly what she so said. She didn't say sorry. I will tell you exactly what she said. You, everybody, give me a minute. Okay. Everybody, give me a minute. Just give me a give me a second. Give me a quick, what is, what did you see say? He said, bear with me, bear with me now, bear with me. Cause there's a moment where he's talking about the kids and he says, you're right. She says, you're right. I'm just like my dad. And then she says, you're nothing like your dad. Like, and then. I feel like that is, I think that's an that's implied apology. Okay. I'm sorry. doesn't even mean anything to me because y'all <laughs> just use it casually. You don't even mean it. I think that's an implied apology though. And I think he understands that. That's how I picked it up. Because you, you guys you are looking right, for, my father. I, apologize, I apologize that you feel that way. Because that's, no, 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 that's no, no, Real no, Housewives no. type no, of no, apology. No, 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 This is what you should have said. She said, no, you're not like your father. And I apologize that I would say that because it's actually very hurtful of me to say. Like, especially because that's an insecurity of yours and like a past trauma and i shouldn't have said that now i'm sorry you feel that way saying you're not like your father how do i know you're gonna say do you know what it's giving it's giving candace on housewives like just saying whatever because you're angry are you dumb okay yeah so she in the heater moment she said something she did not mean but i think that what she said that you're not like your father for me is an implied apology though whatever i think also like your father i'm not gonna lie to you these last few chapters i have very little sympathy for Fair enough, and we're gonna get to that because let me tell me and Dini, we're right now (laughs) enemies. I told you, I told you, she's gonna serve jail time for (laughs) some of the stuff she's done. But I'm just saying, in this case, I think there's a a mutual understanding that what she's saying is taking back what she said in the heat. I guess because she says, "No, you're not. You're nothing like your father. You're here. You came back." And it's like it's like me saying, "Odil, you're stupid." And then tomorrow, I'm just like, "Odil, you're not stupid." And we have a candid conversation. And you know, I genuinely, I'm just giving an example. I don't think you're that way. I'm just giving you an example. 
<laughs> so anyways uh, anyway and so then he says where your ring at girl this man is always looking at, at her finger hand. it's like because he's like check it's not that he's looking do you know what it is he's like there is a ring where my ring's supposed to be and i need to know when that ring is gone so that i can put a different one on it like he's like this is a hindrance it's a blockage mm -hmm. i need it gone so she you know he's like where's your ring and she's like i broke up with christopher not for you though no. but he's still he's still smiling he's like oh okay <laughs> i like how she continues from this chapter onwards talking about oh well i i, I did it for myself an implied lie <laughs> everything's implied um but essentially he's like are you okay hana no i'm fine i just had i just let's continue man i just i just had a moment so anyways so after he said that and he's like that's good dooney like that's real good and he's like do you ever wonder like what would happen if we like stuck to the plan yeah and she what she doesn't say and what i you know after discussing with somebody hate about the book is like say this shit to to obi like the, when she says every day for 12 years she didn't tell him about the duration about the sleepless nights where she tossed disturbed by the many scenarios of her mm -hmm. what ifs creative mm -hmm. um and then he says i regret it you know i regret not sticking to the plan things could have been so different and she says what i literally have been holding on my back to get me through the book we were just kids yeah because if you if you don't remember that you can just so everybody can breathe in mad breathe out they were children they were they children were babies. glorified babies absolutely they had caretakers they they had no resources to i mean doing had more but even then it was still limited in a sense like you don't you 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 haven't fully developed in the mind. The brain is the lacking resource. It's not the <laughs> money. It no, wasn't. No, it, was it was the brain. brain. The and brain was lacking. I still think it's lacking. <laughs> Let's keep going, y'all. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so you know, there's what if scenarios, um, and talking about we just cannot continue dwelling on the same, like. And she's right, and she brings plan. up points like, what if it had worked what if he had come mm -hmm. and she was still pregnant and what if the time that she originally planned like to to travel mm -hmm. and sh and stuff why the hell are you laughing i'm so sorry i just my <laughs> notes sometimes i'm it's like i'm oh. speaking to my book like what's going on here go ahead so, okay, I'm so sorry no <laughs> i just thought you wanted to share with the no, audience no. but um you know what if they got there the baby has stressed them out what if school has stressed them out what if like yeah. things didn't become as easy suddenly love making she's like suddenly love making became like on a schedule thing yeah. and they broke up and like and i think that's so important to remember because i do think though i think the time is exaggerated and a causation of something else okay 12 years is too long i do think had they like sorted it out four years maybe for your undergrad Obi gets a visa, something like that. Something like that. I don't think it would have ever been 12 years if not for the events that took place at her mother's house. Yeah. I think they, they needed the time to grow and be different people. Like, for instance, I feel like a little piece of me, it's really, it, it's controversial. No, I think I I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Dooney needed the time to go yes. to America and experience some marginalization exactly because she mentioned uh, when obi asked like how is seattle she's saying let me tell you right now the first couple years it was tough 
because I don't have a name there. And yeah, good for you, Duty. I'm glad that <laughs> you like Meghan Markle. And I keep mentioning that comparison. Like she, did, Meghan Markle did not know she was black until she walked into Buckingham House. Oh, Buckingham Palace, rather. Buckingham House is from the Queen Charlotte. Mm. Um, and she's like, oh my God, I really am a... Yeah. Anyway, so I think that chapter ends with them talk, them thinking internally, like maybe finally this is going to be their chance to look into the future because the conversation was very light. It was yeah, very hopeful. heartfelt. And I felt like, okay, finally, okay, let's get the show going. Yeah. And then we move on to chapter 36. And what do they start doing? La, 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 la. La 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 love making, <laughs> and that's what I have here in my notes. <laughs> la, 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 la. Anyway, and uh, so yeah, you know, Obi does what he does well, go her back, <laughs> and that's what he did. And I like how uh, Jane Agar describes how they how intense their lovemaking is like the rhythm is in sync it's the sensual is in sync everything it's really cute anyway he rolled over to his side and said do me do me do me that was amazing he didn't say her name three times she's not like bloody mary like okay, it's okay <laughs> right he said her name no yeah i don't think he said her name he just says that was amazing in a raspy breath okay <laughs> and she was like yeah it was Says the girl who was, you know what? We move. Um, they always pick so, up right where they left off. She'll do, do. She'll play, 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 play. Pretend to be doing hard to get, hard to get, and somehow you still end up under him. How, how that one work? How exactly, girl? You you fell on top of his. Di- <laughs> Did you? You just tripped and fell on top of his. Di- um. Anyway. Now I thought we were just gonna end the book right here. So I was wondering, what are the next chapters for? Obita decides to not ruin the moment, but to ask a very genuine question about, you know, I want to ask you a question. She's like, sure, what's going on? <laughs> what was the question that he asked? He said, why are you laughing, fam? <laughs> because I missed it on my notes. What oh, he essentially, he he's like. He about the blood oath? Yeah, so essentially okay, he perfect. was like, can I ask you a question? And But you can't get mad because you know Dooney, professional stormer outer. I'm so sorry. Y'all. And mm-hmm. she, he, she's like, I don't get mad. She's like, yeah, you do, girl. You've always been hot pepper. You yeah, know? she likes to storm out. She doesn't like to finish a fight. Very much scotch bonnet. And, um... Oh, right, right, right. She she just like, he's like, no, no. I, well, it's like, okay. So why don't you ever want to talk about our blood oath? And what does my girl do? Wrap up the sheets and get up. And I'm just like, Adeduni, do you hate me? Is that what it is? And he's like, see, you're angry. And she's like, I'm not angry. And he's like, so why don't you ever want to talk about it? And then yeah. she's just like, because if I talk about it, then it, it's like, I feel the same way about certain things. If I verbalize it, it makes it real almost. And she doesn't, just the same way, like, she doesn't want to believe her grandmother's superstitions are real. She doesn't want to believe that two stupid teenagers got together, exchanged yeah. blood, and somehow they're literally bind to one another till death do they part. Mm-hmm. And she she knows she loves Obi, but she's afraid that she may only love him so much still because of the intensification that of the blood oath. oath. Which is, again, Honestly, like, the topsy-turvy. So because he had that fear when they were younger. Yeah. And now he's like, because First of all, she, he calls her. He's like, "Dude, come here." 
and sits on he sits she sits on his lap and then he's like i know i love you like i loved you before the the blood mm-hmm. you loved me before the blood we the only thing it did was intensify for me but i already knew i loved you yeah and her whole thing is like i don't want to love you because that's my only option is okay. to love you i want to choose i want to choose to love you and not feel like this blood oath or this this idea of our love um can because she did mention like i wrote down here that she said that sometimes she feels like the way they love each other is very unnatural and very obsessive and she feels like with that blood oath it made it made it even scarier because it's almost like stamped Mm. but because of you know when she was in in the u.s for a while well after you know she was they shipped her there um she always she was so traumatized by what happened in school that she wanted her parents to decide everything for her and i think that she just wants to have that agency to make choices rather than just you know rely on something that could be i don't know quote unquote wrong yeah i think they deeply love each other and i think they can choose to love each other so i don't know why duny was mentioning all this i understand but then i don't and then obi's like you have chose me you've broken up with christopher you're here with me because you want to be like we've chose you chose me and nothing matters and she's like Mm -hmm. how can i how can i be honest in this relationship if i haven't told him about the pregnancy because last time we had she let him believe that she had miscarried um I, shit, me too. Because that's what is implied. You see, everything here is, you know, this girl, Dooney, everything's assumption, assumption. Because she's always oh, you running end up away. You ass out of yourself. Because yeah. yes, that's what she implied. She said, like, you know, this this child is non existent. I said, yeah, girl, like, tell him, tell him the truth. We'll get there, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited Han is finally here because I've been here for four weeks. Four weeks, and I'm so proud of myself because I somehow didn't let it out the bag. It took so much work for me to not say what the spoiler was at chapter was it thirty six or thirty seven or thirty eight. We're, we're getting there. Thirty eight or thirty nine. Yeah. But anyways, before we get there, so yeah. they go to sleep, and when Obi wakes up and he's had a call from the private investigator who I had forgotten about. Yeah, me too. And he's like, he's found my dad. And he's actually just here in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. They're in San Fran. And he's mm-hmm. like, I have to go. Like, I have to go see him. And she's like, are you sure? Like, let's chill out. Let's like, and she, he's like, no, I need to go see him today. Like, he is living in the suburbs with a two-door garage. Like, or was it two-garage house? Two-garage house. Three, three kids. Three kids and a wife. And a wife. And when I found out... <laughs> we'll get to it. I was gonna, I was gonna make a reference to um one of my favorite movies, *A Heart of They Fall*. Oh, okay. And like in the beginning scene. So right, yeah. yeah, so oh, not Santa Barbara, Santa Clara. Oh. Um. So so she's like, can you come with me? Like this man's living the American dream. I gotta see it myself. And she's like, yeah, of course. So they get in the car, and Obi's tense. His jaw's tight. His knuckles are, you know, probably white because he really light skin. So, like, you know, when they squeeze their hands. Anyways. <laughs> no idea why I said that, you guys. So sorry. But he's, he's, you know, when you're pressing your fingers into your palm and, like, he's stressed. And she, she doesn't know what to say. But the car pulls up to the house and they go to the door. And an itty-bitty white woman pulls up. And she, the I think it's so interesting because the white woman looks at him and goes, I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. You look just like my 
Yeah. And that's so... Okay. And I was like, girl. <laughs> yeah, she was laughing. You know, she was doing that, that white woman laugh. Oh, my God. This one sounds so like, silly. Like, this is so ridiculous. Like, like the quinky dink? <laughs> you have the same demeanor as my husband. <laughs> anyway, how can I help you? <laughs> what if brings a you to the man, If a grown-ass man with the carbon copy face of my husband showed up, yeah, I would just be like Gerald, whatever his name is, Robert, Gerald, Chris, mm-hmm. whomever. Can you come and claim your child? Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't I mean, have to tell me twice. Father. That the, the, you guys are related. Exactly. So then she's like, he doesn't even say anything. He's no. not acknowledging the giggles, the white womanism. You know, Obi's not been in America for too long. He doesn't yeah. have a fake laugh. He's a little shocked. <laughs> and um, he's like, I think I'm here to see your husband, Kalechi. And um, she's like, yeah, yeah, that's my man. He's in the backyard. He's gardening. Can you imagine? Gardening. <laughs> that's what that's what gave me unpeace of mind. <laughs> because I said, okay, now you have a little green thumb. Huh? You're really good with the spades and, and the gloves. Um, And so they walk into the house and... We're looking at the decor, we're looking at everything. Clara's being a very good white woman host and <laughs> asking them to, oh, you can sit down. I don't think she offers them a drink or anything, but um, of course, Obina is afraid. And all I, we don't see him instantly. It's more of like, he can hear footsteps, Clara's footsteps, and then another person's footsteps, who now we're just assuming, okay, that's the father. He walks into the room. Why is my heart beating? I've already read this. I know what's going to happen. He walks into the room. Almost identical. So Clara was right. He's like, you just look like my, you look like my husband. Yeah, and of course, Dooney's seeing him for the first time yeah. as well. So he's like, that's literally Obi's carbon copy, like, or Obi's his carbon copy. Yeah. Um, which I think is on purpose, right? Because if he talks about being a better man than him, and this person looks just like you. Yeah. So Polar opposites, but yeah, attached by blood. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Obina is described to have sternness in his eyes that did not fade. And I think, you know, I don't know how I'd react in that situation, but Obina has resentment and anger in him. So he goes and says, Hia, hia, hia. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Um, but. Abina's father starts off speaking, saying, Obina, it's actually you. I cannot believe that you're here. You're here in America. How did everything? And I think the way he, what's Abina's father's name again? Kelechi. Kelechi. The way, because, you know, it's interesting because we don't know much of their, the names of like Dooney's mom or whatever. So I was, I was just really like, I was like, oh, Obina's father. I always kept saying Obina's father, but now he has a name. Yeah. Um. So Kelechi's talking about, my God, like. He seems almost surprised, shocked, but also like they found me out. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know. Like if out. you if you've seen y'all, I love family reunification videos. Yeah, they always they make me cry. Mm-hmm. Okay, bring me you know the military videos. I I don't support the military, but when I see those videos, I'm like, damn, family's mm-hmm. important. Bring me the adopted daughter who finds her mom for the first time. Okay, mm-hmm. Li- I love those videos, and then. Normally in those videos, when you see somebody that you've lost contact with, you break down and hug them. Yeah. Somebody always hugs. This man stood frozen and started crying like a baby and Claire's patting his back. It's okay. It's okay. Because Claire does not know the truth. 
because what did what did Kalechi tell Clara about his lost family or his lost that son? He divorced his wife and she took his child. Yep. Yeah, blame that woman. Blame yep. that innocent woman. You had to break her back. And eventually, what you, what happened? They lost contact with each other. Yeah. Been that it was like me. <laughs> also, I men are laugh. Men are so unserious. Do you know Very. why? Women will toil the earth if they've lost their kids looking for that child. Men will be like, "Damn, I was looking for an excuse to leave." <laughs> you lost contact with your kid and you never look for them, huh? Are you dumb? You didn't like them, and we know you didn't like them. Mm-hmm. And always like. I think after he's like, what did he tell you? Yep. And then he says, so you're really a bastard. And then, then Clara was like, you're a bastard, aren't you? <laughs> and he is. You made that shit up all by yourself? A whole story. Fan fiction. You fabricated. <laughs> it's wow. all fake. It's a lie. Tell How many Bella. years is this Rodelia? Oh, Tw- more than 12. He left when he was like 13, right? Jesus. So like over half his life. No, two. Almost two decades. My Like God. 17 years. This mother... He's been out of his life longer than he was in it. That's crazy. So he's like... After he says that, Claire's like, hold on a second. This is is not giving hashtag military reunification. Mm -hmm. And she's like, huh? And he's like... And she's like, maybe I should go. And she's like, no, 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 no. I want you to know exactly who you sleep next to at night. The Mm -hmm. devil you know. And he starts going in at him like you know he's just like you're you're a piece of shit like oh my god you just packed and you left this chapter makes me so emotional everything past the part two makes me so emotional but like on a monologue and you know let me just go ahead no 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 girl i know you got your quotes so you you go do your quotes pick up pick up (laughs) the little nuggets that you like go here because he read him oh yeah yeah he said you packed your bags and left you promised to come back for us. You promised to provide for us. I didn't believe you. I saw right through you. And he scuffed. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. Mm. She waited for you. She prayed for you. When she thought I wasn't listening, she cried for you. That broke me. Yeah. That broke me. Because personally, as Odelia Obanare, the most upsetting thing you could make me do is pray for you and then hurt me. I went to my God for you. I told God to watch out for you, and this is Meanwhile, what you're doing. You were laughing, and I also want to point out that Odile and I actually had the audiobook for this. So even when the yeah. narrator was reading this, I think a little piece of me, like my eyes were watering at that point. I, I was, was reading like, at work, real quiet. Like oh. when he brought up his mom and how she. Ugh. But you go ahead, Odile. It was it was sad, very sad. So he said, "I pray." She prayed for you when she thought I wasn't listening. She cried for you, and mm-hmm. and this reminded me of her crying before when he was injured and like. Yeah. Oh, just how hard that must be for Obi. And he pressed his hand over his mouth and exhaled. Every day she struggled to keep me fed, clothed, mm-hmm, and in mm-hmm. school. She didn't let herself dwell on your absence. She couldn't. She was too busy trying to survive. She died trying to survive. And you lived. That. Oh. You lived. But not only that, you lived like this. Like this. Yeah, he looked around like this. That's the thing because they were struggling in Obalende together. That and I will say the bit there are a lot of regrets in this book that make me upset. A lot of things that a lot of people do that make me want to fight. Mm-hmm. 
But the one that pains me the most is the fact that Obi became who he is and his mother didn't get to reap any of his, like, nothing. She didn't get to enjoy any of the fruits of her labor. She didn't even get to <gasps> be hopeful as he was climbing Yes. Up. Like, she, I think she died thinking to herself, my son is going to die poor like me. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, she but, didn't, no, 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 I have to I, I, here. No, we have to, we have to move on. <laughs> and it just makes I'm really me getting emotional. Imagine that woman died like that, and this man's laid up with a Becky, with three biracial babies. I would have burned that house down. But anyways, for me, what really took the cake after him spilling out like all these emotions about just how difficult it was when his father left is now this man Kalechi decides to sit down and start sobbing. Why are you crying? That's this part that pisses me off. Why are you crying? I'm I'm so serious. Obi's too nice. I would have tomped him. Like you guys don't know. <laughs> I keep telling you to tap me in, Obi. I will beat the sh out of him. Tap me in. Like, like someone like that deserves a good old spanking, a proper one. Because how dare you sob? How dare? How dare you feel? You don't feel rem you don't feel remorseful. The reason you why you're sobbing is because Clara, even her, she's like, okay, so you have been lying to everybody, including me. Yeah, this whole thing is a lie. He's like, damn it's it, a, my it's past a farce. and my present are coming together. They're colliding because you're a crafty bastard, as you've been described. Like, and 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 Clara's realizing because what he's done is is beyond evil anyways so he said she died trying to survive and you lived he looked around the house like this mm -hmm. so now he's crying and everybody's just like ain't no way you made yourself the main character right now yep he did and even when obi prompts a question asking like i guess like why why he wanted yeah. why he did all that my boy was you know i'm getting that from empire no. Oh, yeah, it's from Cookie. When she, when she told when, Lucha, she's been playing you. Oh, she, she, e, 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 e. What's up, Poopoo Kitty? Because yeah. <laughs> that's how Kalechi sounds to me. I, 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 If you don't shut up, <laughs> sit down. Stop this nonsense. Like, so anyway, so at this point, Obi's like, this useless person is not going to give me no explanation worth nothing. Yeah. Let, Duny, let's go. Yeah. And they enter the car, and he's just kind of staring. Like, that's a lot to take in. Too much. Again, I think if he had he fought him, he would have felt better. But anyways, and he's just staring, and tears are gathering, and he says, I keep thinking. Maybe she would still be alive if he'd been there to help her. If he hadn't worked, if she hadn't been working so hard, if she hadn't been stressed, maybe she would still be alive. Oh, my God, my yeah. heart. I, I'm 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 just gonna say I don't you know um I forgot what her what his mother died of was it cancer they don't say he just said that she fell ill it sounds like blood pressure I'm thinking it's like hypertension, hypertension something like that because she's been working working maybe stroke or something yeah yeah heart attack sense. you know all heart related some yeah ways, to some extent yeah and of course like you know he was struggling to find money to take care of his Two mother million naira, that number Aish. And that and that's the part that men will steal your destiny and your youth too. <laughs> he took everything from her. He took her opportunity to rest. Yeah. He took her opportunity to see her child grow. Yeah. He took yeah. her. Oh my god, that big ass house Obi's in for who? For why? For where? For Dooney. Um, it's I don't even want to think here, about Dooney. Dooney had never seen Obi cried, and I think her that was strange for me. 
Well, I was shocked. Like, I get it, but I was like, damn. So, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, when even when he had his uh, altercation with her mom, I don't think he they cried that night. I think they just made love to each other and called a day. He he said, "There's no time for crying. We gotta get all the romance in." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I'm not gonna see you again. Let's let's not so bother crying." Right. And then there's a 12 year separation. So yeah, process. So that's all. Yeah, I guess that. And he also track. felt so much shame during the early parts of their relationship. So I shit, I would cry still. <laughs> oh god, I'm a crier. Um, oh, god. I think Dooney saying that she'd never seen Obi cry before really prompted her to be like, "No, no, 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 no." She got tapped in, y'all. <laughs> She said, I'm going back in that house and I'm going to confront this man properly. Of course, um, uh, I think, I don't think Obi even stopped her because I think he was still like shocked in the, in everything that was going on. Yeah. So she steps out of the car, goes back into the house and says, you are a bastard. What kind of man abandons your family? What kind of man? La, da, 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 you don't take a heartless coward, heartless coward. All the words you can think Selfish. of. Selfish. Obina and his mom were selling food in the market and they struggled and they had nothing and you were up here being living like a king like a prince or whatever it is and <laughs> this is this is the part where is the most memorable part of the chapter for me because Kalachi is just like please just stop just go there is nothing I can do now what has happened has happened that's when I start beating you if Obi won't beat you I will what has happened has happened. You've fixed, literally stop. ruined two people's lives. I'm actually glad Obina was not there to hear that. That that is very like after you just finished crying. I hate you. Oh, it just makes me so. Because Duni said she's like, did you even think? Did, what did they eat? What did they wear? Where did they live? How did mm. they go? Mm. You just forget. Let's say you hated the mom. Fine. Mm -hmm. You left a child. You never wondered nothing. Like all these years, you and then for me, the biggest insult is you then went and had three other children. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't. And of course, that that statement, what has happened, has happened, really. That, that really, I would have slapped you. Are you it mad? It stayed with me. It stayed with me because I'm just like. What has happened has happened. My mother is dead because she I'm was here toiling. I'm telling you how difficult it was. Like, you don't understand. We were struggling. It was bad. And then you said, please stop. What has happened has happened. You, you were going straight to hell. Straight up. And that would make me homicidal. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> They're going to have to cuff me up. And you know what? Dwayne said, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dean was like, you, you know what, despite what you've done, this boy has still become something. Yeah. But something about Dooney saying it didn't hit for me. It well, just didn't. Ugh, I was like, girl, you better not talk about Obi's riches. I don't know. Something just didn't. Um, it didn't hit. <laughs> okay, interesting. I was like, I don't think you have authority to say anything about that. I just I don't. I it's like, her, in this situation. I get why. Yeah, yeah. But I was like... Didn't you tell him that he was like his daddy? Because okay, she apologized for that. She had an implied apology for that. Impl I implied I apology. Have impl I have to say implied because that's what that's what it is. It was uh... anyway. So um, Obina comes back into the house and says, "Dooney, stop, girl. It's he's not worth it." So let's he has go to home. literally like carry her yeah. out. They have to hold her back. Um, and she was upset. Like, why did you like? Why you? What, what are you doing, man? Like, I want to go fight him. He's like, no, girl. We're not doing that. And I think they end up in the car with the AC finally. Mm. Um, and 
Obina is almost shocked but impressed but also satisfied that Dooney still has that fiery yeah. character that she had when they first met in, in school and she's not really falling off from who she really is and I think that just brings back a lot of memories a lot of these chapters between them is just a matter of like reconnecting and relearning each other but also still maintaining a little bit of who they fell in love with in the beginning so I kind of like that he calls her something but I can't remember um, I think I wrote it down here but it doesn't matter anyway wait so, wait wait. let me see let me see let me see because i do he call a... her because he said i never had anyone defend to defend right. she says you still don't get it like i'm like this because it's you like yeah. i've never had anyone to defend to protect to fight for until you and that was the same thing when they were younger like if she says like if Emeka had never said that thing to you i would have never said anything like mm-hmm. um what does she call? What does he call her? Um, I think she starts reciting some lyrics. Oh, Tenny's K's. And I was like, this is corny. <laughs> it is very corny. I don't like when y'all start acting. <laughs> it's a great song, though, guys. Tenny's K. Yeah, great song. Great song. I like it. But, and then Obina's just like, wait a minute. Is this? Girl, I clocked you. <laughs> She's like, girl. This song was really popular in the 2018s. We know what song this is. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. But yeah, they end up laughing because I think they're just they're cute. They're cute. And together. just when you think, yeah, it it's only up from here. Of course. Suddenly he's sitting there. He's still processing what's happened. They go back to the hotel. <clears throat> she has to leave in three hours to go back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they're processing what's happened. He's not really talking. She a little piece of her wants to invite him to uh to you know to the to seattle yeah and it's on the tip of her tongue and then he's like i just i'm scared sometimes and she's like about what and he's like being like him he was a never good father even when he still he was still with us what if i'm like him and he ran a hand over his face his eyes he had no business being a father maybe i don't either maybe children aren't something i should consider mm-hmm. and then Dooney physically winces and he's like oh damn like this lady lost a baby my baby because that's what he thinks because that's what she implied and he's like oh duty babes i'm sorry like i didn't mean it like that like you like, know i'm very emotional right now so yeah like i'm any normal human being hana would have taken <laughs> that as somebody just still you know still seeing still seeing not red but you're seeing pink you know yeah I mean? so like you've had a really hard day of course you're gonna say whatever and i'm gonna allow it i'm gonna allow you to say it because he that's what it is but of course Dooney, all of a sudden her mood changes she's like yeah and she's no. getting up again she's a professional runner she's she a runner is. she's a track star <laughs> she really is um and just she's like well you know um i'm I'm gonna leave i have to head to the airport and obina is shocked it's like well we're having this moment and yeah we go she's like yeah i have a big presentation tomorrow so like mm, i gotta go and he's just like okay cool girl i'll come with you <laughs> he said where you go i go where you move i move he's like i'm not leaving you again like we we've already established this and she's like no i have a presentation you can't come you'll be a distraction you can't come and what I was are you like, saying, my guy? Why do you hate happy? What did Beyonce say? Why do you rob yourself of happiness? Yes. Because why do you also rob Odelia of happiness <laughs> as she reads it? That's what I was thinking at that moment. I was like, this duty of a person, I don't understand. 
And he's like, <sighs> and Obina is very patient because he Obi, was, oh, he was, no, 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 no. Her, he was like, let no me problem. tell you something. It's in moments like this that I say, this boy, Obina, he's he, not, real. not real. No, he's, he's fiction. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, the level of patience he has, let alone for a man. Because mm-hmm. even if it was me, I was like, do you know what, Dooney? I'm tired, bro. I'm tired. Is it every day we have to do in and out? Is it every day? Like, I'm like, ugh, you're constantly running out of the room, girl. Like, stay here and argue. What did Charlotte say? No, I want to fight for you. <laughs> what does she said? Like, this is my son, Charlotte. Please leave. She's like, nah, nah. I'm Honestly, and that's that's a healthy Where, way of maintaining and, and a relationship. Do you does your heart not call Obi's name? It clearly doesn't, but Adilas does. Anyway, my- so <laughs> she he's just like, okay, fine, cool. Like, you know, like, text me when you're there. Even him asking, like, can I escort you to the airport? She's like, uh-huh. no. <laughs> she didn't laugh now. <laughs> no, she did. But I'm just adding on to how stupid she sounds. Um, And, yeah, they part ways. And how does this chapter end? So it she ends with... time to space. She time to... <laughs> <laughs> need time and space to think girl 12 years have passed what time what space do you need your man is here you're no longer unfianced what's the problem you people are not problem fixers <laughs> anyway so then we go on to so, chapter, chapter 38. 38 we have to pace ourselves as we go through this for why those... what's happening in this chapter let me read my notes <laughs> never mind i don't like it anymore and i'm going to take over because can I just say, when I, you guys know I finished the book early. When I was reading it, I kept screaming because it was one shocker after another, after another, after another. And Hannah thought I was crazy. Two days ago, she finished the book and I heard her and she just kept screaming, yelling and yelling and yelling. I didn't yell. You did. And you kept saying, let me reread this right now. No, I had to reread it because I didn't understand what was going on. In fact, look where I read my notes. Blur. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't see no more. I was Stevie Wonder. And um, I, I immediately knew what chapter she was on because I will say this though, I can tell Miss Janie Garrow grew up on Nollywood. Yeah. Because, because the, the level of dramatics <laughs> I'm like, okay, stop the theatrics. Let's get to, let's get to the meat and potatoes. The way things this was meat and potatoes. In fact it was overdose of it. Yeah. The way things just kept happening, I was like my God. So we start out simple. And can I say this should have been my first clue when Auntie was making yam porridge. And I was like, the whole time we've heard from Dooney, she's the takeout girly. She yeah. goes to Emily's. Uh, who's she cooking for? Yeah. That's what I said to myself. But then she had cut herself because she's thinking about Obi who had texted her yeah. during the day, texted her running to you by Chike featuring Simi. Love that song as well. Um, was also a little corny, but it's fine. Some people like corny. And you know what? I would have allowed it if it was Obi. Yeah. Personally. Because he sent a text and was like, I heard this song and thought of you. Thank you for always fighting for me. She's and... not fighting hard enough, Obi, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, we'll considering what she does that. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so she cuts her finger and she's like, okay, we're doing takeout. Like, this is too much now. And Emily's supposed to come over. She's supposed to watch The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. It's Monday night. Remember Monday night? I'm No, I'm so serious, guys. I'm so happy I left that cult. Like, it was the worst. It. Anyways. 
honestly was a waste of two hours every Monday. I don't know. Listen. I mean, the only reason why I started rewatching it is because we're doing the draft with the other girls. Right. So we did a draft, like, who would win. And we didn't, weren't even betting well. Like, we should we have been betting. betting for brunch. <laughs> like, we're so basic, man. Yeah. Dude. Whoever won would get a free brunch. What is what was it? Was it like five dollars the other time? Yes, I we were poor university dollars. students. <laughs> I still didn't get my five dollars though. Okay. Oh wait, no, y'all pay for brunch. Never mind. Yeah, we pay for brunch. So that's more than five dollars. So thank you. And we would collect points, and the points got serious. You'd sit yeah. through two hours just to make sure you, you know. Um. But anyways, so she's getting ready, and she's supposed to come in a few hours like one hour and she just uh she she she's like okay emily emily's not here yet but there's a a knock on the door who is it adelia and we're thinking girl emily's early and she's like she's even yelling through the door like i knew it was obi Mm -hmm. and she's yelling through the door and is like um Mm -hmm you you are you're too early emily you're just too early mm-hmm. open the door is obi with some flowers and she is not happy to see him she is like what are you doing here he's like okay well i asked tiwa for your address and i i mean i told tiwa that i was going to deliver flowers but she didn't know i was going to deliver them in person so don't be mad at her and he he just lets himself in and he's trying to kiss her and she won't kiss him. And he's like, how has this relationship gone sour again? What has happened now? And before we could even process what has happened. <laughs> this was so confusing because I all of a sudden heard in my audiobook, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, okay, so I read it and then I listened to audiobooks. So I read it and I had to go back and reread it. So I was thinking to myself, like, damn, like, I feel like this is either Emily's kids are here or Emily is here or I even thought maybe Dooney's mom was here and she was saying mom. But then <laughs> it was mom. And Dooney's now begging Obi, like, please just go. Then I was like, ah, maybe she had a child with Christopher. Then I said, no, 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 this relationship was new. Then I was like, maybe she had a child later on. Because she told us she had an abortion. She told the reader, okay? She, she told, told the Obi, reader and Obi, yes. yes. She told Obi she had a miscarriage. Yep. But she made us believe that she had a, an abortion. Yeah. Well, well, that abortion was not aborted. No. Because the girl that walks down the upstairs <laughs> asking, can I go to Jen and Beth's house for blah, blah, blah. I know blah. their mom's coming here, but can I go there, please? I said, whose baby is this? <laughs> and <laughs> this Dooney girl, oh, the evil you have done. And poor, poor, poor unnamed child says, oh, I didn't realize someone was here. And none of the adults are speaking. And she's like, okay hi i don't think we've met i'm austin jesus i said no i i put down the book i said no <laughs> that ain't who i think it is <laughs> oh, oh, i'm saying austin 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 you know he just he said austin he just whispered austin and she's like nice to meet you <laughs> not knowing she's talking to her sperm giver <laughs> And <laughs> sorry, 
Brown's giver Odoya. So sorry. So sorry. Okay. So then he, she's like, finally Dooney's like, yeah, just, just go. Go to, go to Emily's house. I don't care. Go anywhere that's not here. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, okay. And Obi's like, what's going on? Who is she? And that's, <laughs> Dooney says, my daughter. And I said, you're, me and Obi said the same thing. Your daughter. Yeah. And he said, how old is she? Maybe you should sit. I don't want to sit down. Just answer the question. How old is she? Isn't it funny that we last saw each other 12 years ago and pregnancy is 10 months and this child is 11. 11. Isn't that very interesting? And then he's just like, tell me, just say it. And, you know, sometimes you need somebody to to verbalize it. Again, the two of them, they have to verbalize it for it to be real. And, he, and she doesn't want to say it. And she's like, she's yours. She's your daughter. <laughs> the way I would fall to my knees. <laughs> and I kept screaming. I kept screaming. And I'm not Obi. <laughs> and then, of course, Obi is asking questions that I had, too. Because he's just like, okay. <laughs> she's like, well, let me explain. He's like, yeah, you told me. You told me that you lost a what? A baby. A and he, baby. She said, I didn't tell you that. And he's like... But you didn't correct me when yeah. I said it. Mm -hmm. Instead, when he had said it, you let him fall to his knees crying about the tragedy of losing that child and the opportunity for you guys to be together. Yep. And you said you called him his father yep. and you said your relationship was tragic and you do what Dooney does best. Act like you sing Bolt and Run and Dash. And I just, and I was like, Dooney, like, what is happening? Her brain doesn't work because on top, on top of that, <laughs> you were in Nigeria with this man. You all spent quite a bit of time together. I mean, you went to that resort. Um, and there were so many opportunities. For there you were days. Stay. So many opportunities for you to You stay. could have told him at the wedding. Yeah. You could have told him at the bridal shower yep. or the, whatever it was. You could have told him at the resort. You could have told him when you saw him at his house. Yeah. You could have told him in San Francisco. Honestly. You could have texted it to him. So many opportunities. I think Dooney is a very selfish person. I do believe she's a selfish character. Because I can't in lie. In other cases, I would be like, okay, I understand why some of y'all would want to um, hide your child pregnancy, whatever. Because of different circumstances. Like in other books you read, like The Perfect Find, I said, yeah, okay, whatever. But for this here, you're an evil person. And it gets even worse because even our girl Austin don't know what's going on. And that is what actually gets me yeah. because after he's like, you could have told me several times. And then yeah. she said, I wanted to tell you. Yeah. And then I was finally going to tell you in San Francisco, mm, but boo. then you said you weren't sure if you wanted to be a father. And I was like, <sighs> it's like, like this thing right here, your head, the, the Portuguese say cabeza, your head, your head, your head top, your tet, as the French say, this thing, turn it on, turn it on. She's trying to make a four course meal with, with, with a tomato. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like with one ingredient, girl, you're stretching. For me, that's a stretch. That's and an my excuse. good girl Portia Williams says that's a reach. It reach. Is. It is because everybody knows that in he, this man just found that his father is alive and he doesn't care that he left them. What do you expect him to say? Like whatever he says is just emotion, emotion. And Don't he take says it that he was like, Dooney, I literally just found out my dad was alive. Like yes. I was high on emotion. Of course, I said something like that. Like. Doesn't mean I don't want to be in her life. and doesn't mean I wouldn't be a good father. 
And she, I already had a theory about this. I already shared with Adelia, but I truly believe, and I'm telling you, I'm willing to die on this hill. That Dooney <laughs> thought that Obina was going to amount to nothing. I'm just going to say this right now because it's going to make even more sense as we run through these chapters because she was talking about, well, I wanted to make sure that, that the person in, in her life is somebody who can be like a father, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, you don't know Obi the way I know Obi Dooney. So but when I no, say no, 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 I no. need to go to an asylum. Not, not in not in an asylum case like yours. What Mine the is hell? very sprinkle sprinkle of, of insanity. Because I don't know what in her spirit tells her that this man was undeserving to know what was what was happening. And she didn't try her best to be like, no, that man is the love of my life. He's amazing. I've been saying it. She 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 did not think that Obi was gonna make it. Added Dooney did not she did not exhaust every possible that option. Too. And I will get more into that later. Okay. But yeah, and he's like, she says she looks like you so much. And he says, all I see is you when I look at her. No, she says, all I see is you when I look at her. I'm sorry you had to find out like this. I'm going to tell you, but I need to work through some things. You had 12 years, my G. Big man, you had 12 years to work through things. And you didn't. <laughs> no, honestly, I wish y'all could see Hannah's face. Hannah's like, Dooney, like, we could die today. <laughs> no, seriously. You could have just died somewhere in, I don't know, in Princeton. Wasting you, time. That's what you are. And you know what's time. funny? Even in this, he says, I should have checked the emails because of my stupidity. You had you to see? go through things along. Oh, but you don't understand. She has like, gaslit you. She <laughs> gate bossed you. She gate bossed. <laughs> have you merged the two? Because because the madness that she's cooking. Yeah, merge them all together. See, genuinely, she she gaslit, she yes. gatekeeps Austin, yes. and she girl paws her way into Seattle. She is a white woman, in other words. <laughs> no, or don't okay, say fine. that. I'm she's so sorry, rich. Dooney. But like, okay, fine. You know what? She has she behaves like someone who's definitely from a privileged part of the world. And the thing is, right? Fine, you can say Obi should answer the text, the emails. But let me tell you something. If you email me, Odelia Ray and say I'm in trouble and I don't want to talk to you, I'm not going to answer. It is spammed, deleted junk. Yeah. If Dooney really wanted that man to know she was pregnant, she would have said, Obina Arinze, in the subject line, I am pregnant, I'm not joking, and attached a, a, an ultrasound picture. Then she would have called Paul and said, I'm sending you a, a letter, mm -hmm. something. Take this to Obi's house. Find him at Unileg if you must, because this is what's happening. If you don't want to be with me, Obi, that's fine. But we have a child, and that is it. And it becomes very clear what Dilla's point is in the next chapter, but we have to finish this chapter first, because... <laughs> and this chapter is wild, because at this point, he's like, I should have I checked the emails. And you're just like, Obi, of course he this lady, guilt, because, man. okay, no, let me say something else. Fine. Obi didn't check the emails. Okay. You had how many years? One plus two plus three plus four plus five. Oh, we've gone to 11. Year one, you could have said, let me go and tell this man he has a kid. Year two, you could have said it. Year three, year four. Nothing. Social media developed. You could have looked him up. You never, ever, 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 never. But every cared. day you look at Austin, you think, oh, my Obi, girl. You're not serious. You have stolen 12 years from Austin and, and Obi's relationship. That's why I think that Dooney really thought this man was going to be a roadman. <laughs> with deadbeat. Like, I swear to God, I really think that in my spirit, I don't care. I'm willing to die on this hill. You guys can provide me any form of evidence. The thing is, wrong. I don't fully back this theory. 
You don't fully back it? No. I, what makes well, you think that? I half back it, though. I only the reason why I believe you is because when she landed in Lagos, the first thing she said is, "Oh, maybe the taxi driver is uh, Obi," Listen. but she didn't think maybe the businessman is Obi. No, she did not. <laughs> she did not, and that is why, like, in in some small small spec that it's in just small doses, she has that. Moment. She subconsciously because exactly. of class, and that's yeah. the big theme here because we cannot deny how the way she grew up, her lifestyle has made her mind so wicked and so evil, but not to the extent of her mother. But anyway, we well, move. I could actually have a theory on that one, but anyways, um, <laughs> and and but oh, she's stolen this man's first laugh, first time. He she stole the opportunity to see her pregnant. She's stolen the chance for her to be at the birth. He missed first cry. He missed first diaper change, first laugh, first smile, first word, which is mostly going to be Papa, first walk, first crawl, first solid, first day of school, first day playing an instrument, first funny joke, time to watch their favorite movies together, all of it gone, the best, most interesting parts of kids taken away, no memory. Oh my god, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. So anyway, so she's like, he's processing, he said, what the hell happened here? So obviously, we, as we know, she obviously got pregnant that last day that he, they saw each other. Mm-hmm. Gets to Princeton. Mm-hmm. Three months later, finds out that she's pregnant. She starts emailing him. The emails aren't working. She decides to keep it. She tries to hide her pregnancy as long as she can in school, but it was very obvious she was the pregnant freshman. She struggles, struggles, struggles. Gives birth to Austin in March. Austin is a Pisces. and I love a Pisces. <laughs> Austin is a Pisces so at that point she still hasn't told her parents mind you she hot she's struggling because she has school and everything and she does what and this sounds like you're not a very serious person (laughs) because you had the resources to hire a nanny and get a better apartment no but she said nah let me suffer because because that's what that's what being young is for suffering and I think she does it for five months until... Austin is five months. So that yeah. means Austin is born in March. March to June is three months. Three, three months. months, mm-hmm. two months. So August, her parents yeah. surprise her. She doesn't go home because she lies that she has an internship. Yeah. They come and see the baby. She doesn't say who the dad is. And remember, her father is very... He's not really well, in this household. Her father is a father. Exactly. Don't know birth dates. Don't know <laughs> children's best friends. Nothing. Exactly. So he's like, who who gave you this condition? Who did this to you? Mm-hmm. Who is responsible for this pregnancy? One of my favorite lines in an Hollywood film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because um, he puts it back to the to the man. Because yeah. usually y'all like to you have women to claim responsibility. Exactly. Somebody has to claim this pregnancy and take care of you. Exactly. At the end of the day, yeah. Acting moms will not allow you to just move you around. Go for bed, I get pregnant now. <laughs> My dad's like, who was it? Who is this? They need to come and claim you and this child. <laughs> I just remembered something with Julia said yesterday. It's so true. What did I say? Now, if, even if that man was ah, a streetcar, <laughs> your father will personify him into a man <laughs> and say, come and take care of my grandchild. <laughs> African fathers don't play around in that kind of stuff, man. They don't. they will they will make sure they've exhausted every option first. Yeah. You are not going to be a deadbeat while I'm, he's alive. Yeah. So yeah. I know Junie's dad was like, "Where is this man? 
and but he didn't she question further. She said, "Oh, it was some random guy on campus. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know him no more." Mm-hmm. She then told Ia Agba that Obi didn't want to be involved. A lie. You see what happens when you lie. You see what happens when you do clownery. The clown comes back to bite, and. <laughs> <laughs> and then her stupid mother did not even ask any questions. No, she just saw that baby and she, said, "Oh, my demons have caught up to me." Not only that, she, I think she knew who the, the father. The she, father of course, was. she knew the she's child like, looks like Obi. She's like, she, she, she didn't even pick up the child. She just looked from a distance and said, "Obi, nah. Even this one is fake. <laughs> <laughs> what does Mama G say? She said something about poverty. That lady used. <laughs> that should play that should be uh Dooney's mom. No, no. <laughs> the line Han is trying to say is this man bought his girl a flower. <laughs> and jealousy was having her. It wasn't jealousy. What I think was it, it was her son. Okay. Or I can't remember okay, who it um, was. Let's talk about Freud. But he was about poor. mothers and their sons. No, maybe it was her daughter. But anyways, okay. he bought her she, but she was like, This struggle of you people are doing here yeah. is not sweet to me. Yeah. And the man got his girl a flower, a plastic flower, and she said, ah, it's even plastic. <laughs> and then she laughed so wicked in their faces. <laughs> it's evil. It's very evil. Very evil. But anyways, Listen, for me, I have to I have to remix it a little bit because it has to slide with whatever was going so on. So at here. this point, though, Austin, Austin's grandma, Mrs. Dooney's mother, does not say anything. No. And Dooney's told, like, three versions of a different lie. She's even told Tiwa something else. Yeah. Tiwa knows this. Emily or Emma knows something else. Emily knows the truth now. Now she knows the truth. Yeah. But then I'm pretty sure she, I'm pretty sure she probably took some time for that too. She's like, okay, so girl, like, seriously. So after, (laughs) so after she sold her parents and the anger subsided, what does her dad do? Increase her allowance and her grandma comes to stay with you. So, so you have more money. More resources. And nowhere along the line do you say Obi deserves to know. Because let me tell you something. When you're 18, yeah, you can be hardened. You can be upset. This is a situation. La, da, da. But you're looking at this kid now. She's now one. She's now two. There's no point where you say to yourself, let me try again. You don't want to say that? Girl, when you're laying down in your bed and like you're, you're clenching your, your stomach... You know, don't you feel you know what I mean because you know what pregnancy does to women's yeah. body or whatever don't you feel that like damn like this child that I've given birth to has a father the love of my life and you never thought all those nights never thought to ever contact this person or use the resources that you have around you because I'm telling you if she told Iagba the truth Iagba would have found a way for Obi that's what I'm saying maybe she would have found no, no Obi but Iagba is a is someone who you can vouch for and vice versa. But that is the thing, right? Because at the end of the day, that's why I said, even if you he you you have to accept, fine. If, if you have to accept, let's say Obi didn't love her anymore. Yeah. He didn't want to be with her for whatever reason. That is fine. But you have a child together. Your responsibility to that child until they are old enough to form relationships on their own mm-hmm. is to reach that child's father. You still and have you choice didn't from that child. Do that. Thank Yet you. Yet you're looking for And that is to... where we reach into it because... Yeah. Then she says, I I need to look up, like, how did she get to this point? Like, oh, but she does say, like, to Obi, like, I don't hate my mother because of right. what she did to you. Like, that was, 
the the beginning but the catalyst is the fact the way that she treats austin she mm -hmm. doesn't acknowledge austin's existence mm -hmm. to the point where austin thinks that she hates her and i have to lie to austin and i don't like that um but then that's still back to obi because she hate let's pretend at this point we're ignorant we're in this chapter mm -hmm. she hates austin because she's obi's child yes so the the reason is obi at the end of the day yeah, it's hate by association and i just and i just i just i just i just Obina is uh, in tears as she's describing like how difficult it was for because he has this devoted sure anyways <laughs> we both stopped at the same time because we're so tired of the excuses and you know, and Obina is just like i'm so sorry you had to go through that i'm here now i want to be a good father to austin and a good and husband, husband to, to you, you. And she's still doing that nonsense about blood oath. I want to be with you because it's because she came. Can you imagine she came she back from San Francisco? Pissing me off. I can't man. say San Francisco. Yeah. She came back from San Francisco and said, "I'm gonna break up with Obi." Are you demented? Like I can't do that. Are you intellectually what? Subservient. Subservient. Girl, it's not making any sense. And you know, honestly, throughout this chat, I was like, "Girl, BFFR." I was like, "This is so whack." Mm, boo. That's yeah, what, it was this just, is no, it was not giving. Yeah, we're not. What what do the what do my ballroom uh sweeties do where they like they cut? There's something too, and they're doing a thing like they had Mary J. Blige be one of the judges at the balls, and they like gave her a sign. What did it say? Uh, is it is it it's uh unslay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. It's cut and snip. Oh my god, it's something. We'll I know they like cut and then there was something anyways none of this is making sense and her excuses are way worse than Obi's and she treated Obi like shit for his excuses but anyways so then she's like no I don't want to be with you like you can I'm, I'm not going to stop you from being in Austin's life well sweetie guess what you've already kind of done that you've kind of done that already haven't you because it's been 12 years Austin's almost a lady at this point like and he's like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean you don't want to be with me? And she's like, I just can't. And because the blood oath, the blood. And she's like, he's like, why are you sabotaging your happiness? Yes. At why this don't point, you want happiness, girl? Like, I'm so afraid. Like, why are you being distant? What's wrong with you? At this point, there is nothing stopping us. There is no financial burden. There is nothing. no class burden. I All the secrets have literally been exposed. I forgive you, and I would hope you forgive me. Why don't we try and do this in a healthy manner now that we both can do it? At a healthy age of 30 years old. I know. You're talking about a blood oath from 20. You're talking about a blood oath when we were 18? And then... And then she's like, well, listen, I still want you to be part of Austin's life so we can co-parent. We don't have to be together in order for us to raise this child. And I was just like, dude, if you don't... Like, you're just, you're just talking too much. Um, And honestly, Odilia, when does Austin walk in when she says, you're the father? Because at this so, point... Yeah, so after he says, why are you sabotaging your happiness and yeah. she's like that isn't what i'm doing i want to be happy but i can't spend the rest of my life with you questioning what i feel and everything between us womp womp yeah well, and then he he mumbled something in evil then groaned mm -hmm. why are you doing this and eh? we're finally together for once nothing is keeping us apart mm -hmm. we can be a family we love each other we have a child for god's sake mm -hmm. you're austin's father nothing changes that you can still be a part of her life even though we're to get we aren't together mm -hmm. and austin came back and said father and they now turned and said, my father, 
mom what's going on who is he and she's like austin sweetie sweetheart why don't you come inside okay come in so we can talk now austin was not obvious then she said no you told me he was dead and i screamed odelia put down the book and said oh jehovah yeah she uh, Im- imagine Dooney told her daughter that her father, who is now standing in front of her, <laughs> is dead. I said, "You told my child that I was dead." My God! Like at this rate, I again, I said it. I said it. Dooney has to serve this time, <laughs> even just for small, small bits. She needs to learn a lesson because this was very upsetting. You lied to your what? daughter. And now your daughter is 11 years old. She, she's been socialized in a school where they talk about parents. You know what I mean? Like everybody else. Imagine now her saying, no, no, you lied. You actually lied because you told me this man was dead. You, you. And as a child, the daddy is. issues this child's going to have. Girl. They're going to be bouncing back and forth. Oh he God. was here and then he wasn't. Another <laughs> like, one lost. <laughs> the generational trauma. Like it keeps, and this it all continues. stems from one person. Dumi. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. Sure. Do you want? I'm even go a step higher than that, but we'll Ooh. get to that chapter. Uh okay. And um, Austin, of course, is a, is upset. She wants to run back to Emily's house. She cannot believe that her father, who was claimed to be dead, is standing in front of her. Yeah. And she's upset with her mother because her mother lied about the whole thing. And I'm still upset. And she I... spun around and she ran outside. I don't know. So they they're they're used to running these two. <laughs> No, when what? I read that, I said, okay, girl. Literally. Too, girl. Like, where are you running to? Like, they're always running. You see, like, mother, like, daughter. Because you, you taught her to be a runner. And I look at her. Running, 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 running. running. And Dooney's chasing her, saying, Austin, wait. Like, I want to explain. I want to explain. You guys. Boom. Crash the sound in my heart. <laughs> the beat goes on and on and on. This is what confused me. I heard the impact. No, 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 no. What is it? She heard car tires <laughs> how does it car tires trying to stop then failing the impact was grave i said ah, let me read the chapter i read <laughs> the first line and i said jesus so this duty has killed obi's child before he even got to know her wow <laughs> her heart stopped blood spilled into the cracks of the concrete pavement i'm paraphrasing here only her daughter's unmoving body was on the ground I said, well done, Jane. I put the book down. I was shaking. Well done. I was shaking. I said, eh? Okay, so there are two emotions that came. First, I was shocked. Then I started laughing. <laughs> Why did you laugh? I said, what? What the Nollywood is going on here? <laughs> because this is the scene where now the truth is coming out. We're, we're finally getting to There's like so much happening. resolving what's going on. And then a car knocks an 11-year-old girl. It's very young. Um, and the way it ended, I thought she was dead, Odilia. Me too. I thought she was dead. I, I did, So Jane I is going to kill down. the child after Obi has just discovered that he has a daughter. Yeah. That's unfair. And I was, and mind you, when I was reading, I said, this book is 0 out of 10 now. If this child dies, this book is garbage. I don't want to ever read anything you've made again. Because you have a climax and then... And then I said, just, this is... If fail. you do this to Obi, if you do this to me, mm. <laughs> I will never read anything again, Jane. I will never get read anything again. Yeah. But it was giving very much Greek mythology because you know Greek mythology. Sure, if you want to, if you want, if you want to do that as well. No, like you know, Greek plays have the same thing. Like they have you a lot of discovering, Which... discovering, or they're building up. And you're like, what is secret? It was secret. It was secret. What's secret? And then it's like, boom. Next, you know, Oedipus has been married to his mother and had three kids, and now he's gonna be blind. Um, that is the story of Oedipus. Yeah, 
yes 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 i i'm, I'm aware <laughs> of the story but i was just thinking to myself like i think that's just most like books or plots in general like you have to reach that point and then all of a sudden no, but this was too many truths at once. That's and that's what I why mean. I said Nollywood really came for Janie Gary. She was like, you know what? <laughs> this was her in her room editing. <laughs> Let me put death, death. <laughs> I was like, why? Why, Jane? Why? I thought she was dead, Odilia. And I said, okay. I got up and I was, I think that's when you told me to stop shouting. I was like, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. To be honest, I was not expecting it to be that dramatic. I thought it was going to just be like, I don't know, I thought she was running outside and like she strips, falls. But honestly, reading that last sentence on that on that chapter about her unmoving body on the ground, I said, oh, wow, ooh, they've really killed her. They've taken her out. Then I thought to myself, maybe there's a twin, Austin too, <laughs> who's going to appear in the blue. Because like tele- I was giving telenovela, not going to lie. Anyway, Odile and I were shocked and Janie Garo was excited for you the know what no offense jane but you might have to pay for some crimes too i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> no nor don't nor jane jane you gotta be judy's partner because oh don't sell me <laughs> bunk betters um and then we move into chapter 39 under the the assumption that possibly this child is dead but no we're actually in a hospital and i said okay cool there is there's there's a slight chance that the night this child might make it so now everybody's here. Everybody in Duty Circle um, is finally aware of what has happened. People are flying in. T um, was here. Emily's was here. here. Emily's Her here. brother Jeremiah is here. Jeremiah and then Obi. The first time. Yeah, I was like, who the heck? Like, what are you doing here? I knew he lived in Seattle, but I was like, okay. And apparently Emily called uh, Jeremiah. Obi called Tiwa. Yes. And Tiwa is Austin's godmother. Yeah, which is cute. Which makes sense also. Do you know what's so strange? Is it that people back home don't know that she has a dad or a child? Because Tiwa never mentioned it to Obi, too. I think she was she had a gun to her head and said, (laughs) Tiwa, listen, no matter what, if you ever spill this secret, you're dead to me. I think that's what happened. True story. Um So anyway, so but and and Dooney's just like, I don't even care who's here. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, Dooney's, of course, in a state of Because the only person shock. I want to hear from is the doctor telling me my child is okay. Yeah. And Obi is pacing, and Jeremiah's like, our family, Ia, mom, dad, they're flying in mm-hmm. tomorrow. I think the mom was in Amsterdam, and she, she was in London, is. y'all, so she wasn't really that far from North America, but yeah, we move. <laughs> so eventually, the pediatric surgeon, who is Christopher... Yeah, Christopher comes out and says... I forgot his profession. I was like, what the hell are you doing here? How, you know, <laughs> y'all don't respect good man. Because I don't think he's... An, he's not he's not been shaped or... Do you remember how you treated Vashti and before I let go? I knew you were going to make that cross comparison. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move on. Christopher actually did not help with the... He didn't lead the operation, but he was an assistant. Yeah. He was part of it. Um, And of course, like doing... Normally they don't let you do that, though. What? Like, if you have some kind of like I don't know I'm not, I don't work in a hospital well this is what I learned from Grey's Anatomy that if you have okay so no let me finish if you have like some kind of tie to that person like emotional tie you're not supposed to be in the operating room like because and I don't think that's a Grey's Anatomy made up thing like that realistically I would not want my I mean uncle operating I think on me ideally no because there'll be some sort of bias but I don't yeah. think it's like a rule they put in the book saying you cannot be here because you're related to the patient I would be like get out so you wouldn't want your like no. mother or father to save you, and they had the means and they had the skills to save you. Is there another doctor? 
you'd have someone else do it. Because what if they don't? Now they have to live with but the what if they foot. advocate for you? But, I mean, that's always a chance. They're a doctor. They're used to seeing death. What if their hands are actually shaky because it's me? No. No, I not because be they're fine. bad, but because, like, they're nervous because it's me. <laughs> then you're dead, girl. <laughs> and now they have to live with the, the <laughs> You're the a pain. dead girl, then. Sorry. Your father tried. He couldn't do it. So, anyway, so... <laughs> that's what I wanted us to do. Move on. So, anyways, um... Okay. Chris comes out and Dooney approaches him and so does Obi and he's like um parents only and she's like that's Austin's dad but we find out that Austin's fine she's just in a little sleepy state a little coma-ish state we don't know when she's gonna wake up no so she just uh she faced trauma uh, Christopher leads the two of them into the room and he's like so is this this is homeboy that you saw he's like I thought you weren't in communication with him he's like I wasn't and then he just showed up he showed up like what else to do and that's Austin's dad I pants down I did this <laughs> I did the mother thing I did the no, no. you didn't do the wife thing you didn't do the cool thing <laughs> you didn't do the reach out thing yeah. sorry and um she she's like they get in there and and Obi's just like he keeps repeating, she'll be okay, she'll be okay, and she's like, "Isn't it crazy?" It out, you have to say it out loud now for that one for sure. Like, but his voice is shaking. Yeah. Like, he, he was like, trying not to like show too much, but I think even him is like, "Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. We're here. We're gonna make it through. This too shall pass," as they usually say. Listen, and um, and I think at some point she even says like, "Isn't it like people?" Sorry, people. Not sorry, people. <laughs> I can't find the quote, but it's like people okay. in like tragedies use like yeah. Something they to... talk about prayer, and this is yeah. one, this is something I, I oh even I do. Like no, no, not that. Oh, I'm just gonna move on from my point. But it's like the thing where you try and comfort yourself. You don't know what the outcome is, but you just keep saying it in hopes that will be true. Essentially. Oh yeah. But then um. But before we get to what you're trying to say, there's a black spot in my eye, guys. Sorry. I thought something was moving. So sorry. So chapter 40. <laughs> Dooney's asleep and she wakes up and Iagba is there and she's like, when the heck did you get here? And she's like, we just flew in. We didn't want, like, we didn't want to wake you. And she's like, what's happened? Obi's here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, Obi's here. So you told him. She's like, yeah, I told him. And um, that they then they talk about a few things, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I did do something. Like in Lagos, you said I did something, and I mm-hmm. did do something. And me and Obi did a blood oath mm-hmm. when we were kids, and you know we swore that if we didn't end up together, the universe could do what it wanted to, and it's clearly done that. It's taken my child, and she's crying." And Ia's like, okay, because, you know, Ia's an expert on... <laughs> She's just like, first of all, you're crazy. She said, well, this is the problem with you kids. You guys do things you don't think. And that's true. Yep. Because what the... F- Why are you doing that? Yep. Um, yeah, she's just like, what were you thinking? Like... She's like I was. She's like, like I loved him, and I was afraid where I was gonna lose him, and I had to be said, with not him. In that way, <laughs> never that. <laughs> it should never, because that's extreme. You should never do that. And remember what um, Obina's mom was talking about. Yeah, you give a a drop, you mm-hmm. pay back with a bucket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so then he is like, okay, let's break it down. When did you do the oath? Mm-hmm. He went. Did you do it after your first kiss? 
after and she's like we already kissed it was before it was after our first time having sex and she's like at this point i don't you don't have to hide girl we already know you had unpre- mm-hmm. uh, un- premarital sex mm-hmm. i mean look at the bed and she's like okay and she's like this is what happened this is what we said and she's like hunty the blood oath oh, of course yeah Agba didn't say that no she didn't say hunty but but she said hunty um the blood oath only works if you had like done it was it the first kiss it was something very specific like that but then she said also you swore that you would only marry each other mm-hmm. even though you told obi vocally that you didn't want to be with him there was no oath it you would cannot. only have worked mm-hmm. if you married somebody who you who wasn't obi and that's why i kept having dreams when you were engaged to christopher mm-hmm. because you kept uh you know, because you were gonna making that decision, the minute you called off the engagement, the dream stopped. Yeah. And then she was like, Well, how do I make sure that I'm not with him? And she's like, Honey, you were already in love with him. The exactly. the blood oath and, and I was like, Do you know who said this? Do you know who said this? Who said it? Obi. Obi said yeah. it three chapters ago. And I was just like, Maybe if you had listened to him. Yeah. Austin would have run into the street. Maybe. But anyways, so she's like, okay, she, and she's like, it's fine. Like you guys love each other, and you should be, t- you should be with each other. Yeah, and she says it only takes the emotions that exist and intensifies them, and it makes you think of that Obi's experience where he's laying there and he's his heart is like duty, 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 duty. <laughs> so we go to chapter forty one, and this is when Hannah was talking about where she references that Emily only yes. goes to church because i thought you were i thought you were gonna like give a, a, a snippet to it but like yeah emily um i think she experienced something really tragic her uh, mom had cancer her mom had cancer and she's not really a highly religious person yeah. but for someone like your mother someone who you're very close to it sort of prompted her to go down on her knees and say hey lord <laughs> it's been a while and i forgot what it says but it's, it's something i I forgot what the actual quote is, but talking about how in times like this, you always, because you're so devastated, you feel hopeless. Yeah. You always turn back to like, to God. To God. Yeah. And that's how I always feel before traveling a lot of the times. Yeah. Like I get very, I get real religious when it comes <laughs> <laughs> to y'all. I get, listen, I'm not one of those people who claps when the, when the pilot touches down tarmac. I clap. Listen, I don't care. Anything to encourage positive reinforcement so you keep flying good planes. You know, can I tell you something? Every time I go back home to my, my homeland, when we flying out of Europe into the continent, it's a, we're all Africans. We're all there. So we all think alike. The moment we hit ground, you just hear screams and thank God, thank God, you know thank what? God. <laughs> So like my, some people started like getting their prayer beads out and they're putting their like I'm telling you it's a serious scene. Some of my favorite videos are the ones of like Nigerian planes experiencing turbulence <laughs> because the aunties and the uncles are like, "Hey Jesus, Jesus, no. oh God!" <laughs> you guys have never sat next to a family; they're holding on to their seats. Saying, <laughs> Let us pass. Have you let's push it. Let us pass. no. <laughs> no, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny but let us pass it killed me <laughs> i'm gonna be so serious my dad what al- force is holding this <laughs> my dad always used to say there's god is strongest on the continent because the way people pray and worship no he's real 
it will make you believe yeah 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 for sure for no sure. god is real no 100 percent. god is real but when you're in those situations god has never been re- he's the Let realest of the you, realest my best that's my homeboy the right alpha there. and the omega Listen, <laughs> absolutely and honestly the older i get the more religious Listen, i'm getting i'm gonna meet Ia I'm Agba so by the time i'm her age absolutely <laughs> and that for me yeah but i've never been mixed it with superstition i'm <laughs> no, like this blood me all mix. I don't know. I can mix it with my own like traditional religion, but that's what I mean. Culture, but I don't think we not have blood that. oath. I mean, the blood oath is not part of. But our... I mean, like traditional. Okay, like yeah, yeah. I'm serious. My mom gets a dream. I'm like, you know what? It's time to sit at home. That's right. <laughs> African math. <laughs> no more math. I don't want to hear about girl math. I don't want to hear about boy math. I'm tired of math. Yeah. I didn't even like math in school. It's a shitty subject. But anyway, so Ia's like, oh. So Dooney's in the church praying. And guess who's also in the church? A demon. My God. You know, I said, how is the church still standing up? I like the fact that most hospitals have like chapels. Yeah. And, like, I think that's, I think it's, it's, I don't know. It's like a sweet gesture. Like, thank you for taking Sometimes me all my get money and bringing in a hospital a chapel. Yeah. Like, especially if the patients are like sick. <gasps> my God, Adele, that's so sad. It is very sad. Yes. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I didn't even think they would let you. Yeah. Anyway, so, um... Wow. So, Duty took a page out of Emily's experience and said, yeah, it's time to pray, y'all. So, she goes to chapel and, like Odila said, the devil was there sitting praying. No, and I just want to be clear. I do have some sympathies to Duty, Mrs. Duty's mother, but I will explain why it's fleeting when we get there. So, she's there saying, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, shut up! Um, Duty's mom is praying, and, of course, <laughs> this is shocking everybody, including myself. And Dooney asks her, what are you doing here? And she's like, obviously, I'm praying for my grandchild. She's like... And she said, excuse me, for who? She's like, my granddaughter. And do- and Austin... Not Austin. <laughs> but Dooney should have laughed at this moment. Because, <laughs> like Odile described in the previous chapter, Dooney's mom did not acknowledge that child. Yeah. Did not play with her. Did not did not yeah. do anything. And Austin knows this at the, at, at that's, the that's tender a part age of 11. That- upsets me yeah is the fact that austin is it's bad when austin is aware that you don't like her and kids can tell of course because now grandmother is coming maybe once a year and she doesn't want to engage with you doesn't want to ask you questions about school and what you're interested in and austin no austin i keep saying austin said dooney and dooney tells her mom like i hope you know that she fe- she knows how you feel yeah. about her so you praying for her honestly is ridiculous and she said and then her mom's shocked like what did you say when she said she said grandma loves you just in her own special way and i was like yeah grandma hates you so grandma hates Dooney me too is a professional liar man she's a pathological liar just lie 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 that's all you do girl oh, damn <laughs> Anyway, you, your child's on her deathbed, so I'm going to spare you. Not her deathbed, her recovery bed. My bad. She'll not die in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, And Dooney's just like, well, even when I told her that, I, I really think that she didn't believe me, but like, it is what it is. Yeah. And then we get a little sound that says that, thank God they stopped that conversation because I was not ready to dive into Dooney's mom being Dooney's mom. Um, We find out that Austin is awake. <gasps> and Dooney's just like, okay, let's go see the baby. And uh, we move on to her rushing to her daughter's side, and she's just like, oh, my God, sweetie. No, no, but she tells her mom. Why does she tell her mom? Because the father runs in, and she says, I don't think you should come. Austin should be surrounded by people who love her. Ooh. You should go? Yeah. Ooh, well, 
Okay, good for her. So I mean, then they run to the I don't room. know what made her think that she could go anyway. Because, girl, read the room. <laughs> so, the situation is implied. <laughs> anyway, so Jenny goes to her daughter's bedside and she carefully is just like asking her questions like, oh my God, like, thank God you're here. I was so scared. Da, 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 da. Um, what's the first thing that Austin asks her mom after they do the little hello, Where's hello? my dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, where is he? He's not in the room. I see Jeremiah. I see Auntie Tiwa. Uh, Grandma. Mm-hmm. She's taking oh, inventory. She's like, yeah. where's that man that was... Uh, where's that man that looks like me? Because I may have faced some severe trauma, but I remember. I, I was afraid she was going to have amnesia. Yeah. And I was like, that would have also that been, me. That would have been a perfect Nollywood end. <laughs> I would have like, I see? You see that? Janie Gara, she knows her work. She knows her <laughs> stuff. Um, no. And... No one knows how to answer the question. So then Duty, Mr. Duty's dad pulls Duty outside and is like, so Obi's here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, so Obi's Austin's dad. Mm-hmm. How did this one happen? Like, how did this take place? And he's like, you know what? I don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's the way even his dad said, her dad said that I don't like. He said, that small boy Obina. Mm-hmm. It's giving you were pitying somebody. Yeah, but they're yes, 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 yes. They're classes. And I said, you don't even know girl. Obi. Obi is somebody these days. Obi was somebody then too. You just didn't want to see. But anyways, mm. anyway. So he's like, why didn't you tell me? How is it that everybody knew but I didn't know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, your mom, your grandma didn't tell me. And he's like, well, grandma, I told her something else. I told her a lie, and. You're as for my mother, she doesn't like Obi. She's never liked Obi mm-hmm. since. Mm-hmm. And the dad says something interesting. He's like, "This woman, I've tried with her, but she just she can't change." Like, yeah. and they're like, "Change what?" And he's like, "Nothing, nothing." And he's like, "Why didn't you tell me, Dooney?" And this is when I'm I'm moving my chest is getting tight. This is when I my theory was stamped, <laughs> stamped. I'm telling you. No, my chest is getting tight to say it. Dooney's, he's like, if you had told me, I would have found him. I knew where he lived. Listen. I would have found him and brought him to America to take care of his child. Mm-hmm. Because, again, African fathers, you are not going to run from your responsibility. Never. They'll keep chasing you. <laughs> They'll make it work. They will make it work. Even if you are a crackhead on the street. <laughs> They're going to clean you crack. up. They will. No, they'll clean you up. <laughs> so you could be a good father but he does and she says he seems like he has he's always had his head on he seems to yeah. be doing fine make sure he's okay i don't want any nonsense around my grandchild mm-hmm. but go and talk to that man and i was mm-hmm. just like so duni you did not exhaust every possible option for 12 years you did not exhaust every option and i and for the life of me i don't know why i don't know why she said i think even him when her father asked her she's just like i don't, I don't know like he was very stupid then he said, "What I, ha- I always have to remember to, to you calm down. Yeah, yeah. you were a child. You were a child. You did not know better. La da da da. Whatever it is. So then, and so he tells, instructs her, like, Listen, go do talk what's to best for Austin. But yeah. like at the same time, this man, like, he's proven. I guess he's <laughs> he's measured up to you. Whatever. Yeah. So like, make it work. And so she goes ahead and speaks to Obi. <laughs> and Obi's like, she lets her know that she's awake and." The first thing he asks is, can I see her? Yeah, of course. And she says, why don't we sit down? And I say, you know what, Dooney? It's like, you want me to kick you. But anyways, that's okay. 
Um, and then he asks, he's like, what is she like? And, you know, we find out Austin likes soccer. She's very good and very competitive at it. And he's like, what else? And she's smart. She's street smart and book smart like her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, who took care of her while you were in Nigeria? He's like, Emily, because they have kids around the same age, which explains why we got the call from Emily. Because mm-hmm. Emily's like, girl, you ain't coming home to pick up your kid. Yeah. Um, and then he said, you told her I was dead. <laughs> and her reason it kind of makes sense to me but it doesn't lessen the pain she said you know it's easier to understand that somebody's dead than they possibly don't want to be in your life yeah because that's a huge issue for people who grew up yeah without. yeah nuclear families y'all. the nuclear family is killing my people <laughs> it's killing my people um and this line here it's very simple he nodded because he understood that like always oh, just too but that's because he had a father who abandoned okay, him okay fine sure I'll be like, yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, my girl, like the time, time and place. No, no. Like you should have, you should really just sorry. share that information with me. I feel like. Sorry, sorry, you know, sorry. It's, 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 it's the theory in my head. It's, it's growing. It's developing. Okay. Because this girl here really thought Obi was going to be nothing. I swear to God, she does. Anyway. So um, then she's like, she asked about you and she, she's like, when she woke up, she asked about you. He's like, really? Like, she wants to see me. And he's like, shifting on his seat. And I'm just like, oh, Obi. Ugh. Little does he little does he know that uh, that duty does not feel it's time or appropriate for for them to see each other in the moment. I feel like, okay, sure. You know, because, because she, she you just, know, she just woke up yeah. she, a lot. She needs to stay calm. And it's a lot. And he's like, okay, like, are we talking a few hours tomorrow? And she's like, I don't know. And that's when I would have just thrown a chair. And I know hospital chairs are glued to the ground. Yeah. So I was wondering how you're going to pick it up, love. I would have picked it up that day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, she's just like, I have to speak to her, let her know about everything. And um, you should go like you've been here a while. He's like, I'm her father. Mm-hmm. I want to be here. Mm-hmm. I want to be in her life. Not mm-hmm. for a few days, but every day, always. Sorry, Where are the fathers? I'm getting There's emotional. There's a father here. I'm getting emotional. Um, I wrote down something so sweet, and I think we're coming to it. Yes. But he's just like, listen, I'm going to be staying at that Hilton Hotel in, what city are they in? Seattle. In Seattle, um, for as long as it takes, for as long as it takes. But then he goes ahead and, and says, when you get the chance, tell my daughter that I love her. Someone who has only known this girl for only a, a, a couple few hours. hours. Yeah. He's just like, I looked at her. I saw her. She's mine. She's That's mine. it. I love her. He said, I'm well, moving. I'm leaving Lagos. I'm yeah. leaving everything I want and had. I'm moving to Seattle. It, as long as it means mm-hmm. I get to be with the both of you. And eventually, you know, you will like me again mm-hmm. or love me again. And we'll work that out. But until then, I'll be, you know. He even says, I don't want to upset Austin. So I'll go. <laughs> And he turns around and walks away on his way back to the Hilton. And I think the end of the chapter said something along Even the kissed lines. her forehead before he left. Okay. Um, she felt compelled to stop him, but she just let him walk away. Because that's all she does. And I'm just like, Dooney, I can't do it. I can't. I want to be a, a woman supporter so bad, but I can't do it. Dooney makes me angry. 
She is. Sorry. She, honestly, she pisses me off a lot. And um, yeah, again, jail time. And we move on to chapter 42. So 42 is a quite interesting one. It is. It really is. It really is. Because Duty's gone home to take a shower. Yeah. You know, pick up some stuff for Austin. And her mm-hmm. mom shows up. And she's why? like, know. why are you here, girl? And we find out that her mother, even when she, before, she doesn't come to their home without the father and the grandma yeah. being there. And even when she's there, she sits in the corner quietly like a spectator, like she's not a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, girl, I need to get back to my child. Yeah. And she's like, please, like, give me, a, like, your grandma and your dad are watching her. I just need a few minutes to talk to you, please. And she's moving real slow with it. I was like, oh, my God. What is it? Just tell her about your DV, like, please. And tell her about your what? DV, domestic violence. Oh, I didn't know we abbreviated. I didn't know we abbreviated that one too. DV. I, just, I always just say domestic violence. Oh, straight up. I think well, it's t- I think it's Twitter chat that's making us say it like that. No, or or no idea, chat? no idea. I remember I've never on heard TV. anyone. I wouldn't even people say SA, but never ever DV. I feel like on TV when they used to do like the warnings, it would DV. Or was that no, descriptive video? They'll say domestic violence. Straight up. Let <laughs> let the kitties know. Nudity. Domestic violence. Oh my God. Sex. You said nudity already. Oh, well. Yeah, sex and sexuality. Sex, exactly. But I've never heard him say, yeah, DV. Anyways, uh, DV. Okay. Um, I, I could be wrong. But anyways, y- y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So her mama comes in and she's like, I just want to let you know, like, how did she even start this nonsense? She's like, I once loved a man. Okay, congrats. Great. I loved a man more than he loved me. Okay, cool. You know, and I loved him so much. And he, she says he was not as well off as me. I was like, huh, okay. And okay. we got married after university. I want everybody to be clear. She met this man in university, as in they were above the ages of 18. And yeah, because you were 19 to 20. After university? Yeah. 18 to 22, 20. 18 to 23, yeah, depending on when you go. start. After mm. university, he proposed, and I married him despite my parents' wishes mm-hmm. because he was poor. Mm-hmm. After school, I got a marketing job in my field. I was doing great. He struggled to get a job. Mm-hmm. He was a business major. He and his friends even put money together to start a business, and it failed. Mm-hmm. And she was with my least favorite type of man. That's why, personally, I would never ever be with a bum. <laughs> I would never be with a man who makes less money than me or who career-wise would not match mine. He neither yeah. either needs to make the same as me or more than me, because we're not going to turn madness, this to a Medea movie. The madness is about to put on you. Actually, ah. giving Astrid from um even like um Crazy Rich Asian. Yes, you're not doing that because men, their egos very weak. Which is crazy. I want very man weak. to be comfortable with me earning more than them. Honestly, like it's okay. I'm bringing the bread. You're bringing some bread. <laughs> you bring. Sometimes you buy the butter. Listen, uh, no problem. I can bring a loaf. You can bring a crumb. Maybe we you can, can bake it. And together, together, you know, we pay for the mortgage, take care of the kids, go on vac- family vacation. What's the problem? The ego. the the ego, Especially because we've told men they're not, that they shouldn't be useful for anything else. Not that we told them they're only uses. They've yeah. allowed themselves yeah. to only be useful for money purposes. Because if you allowed yourself to be a full-rounded human being yeah. who could provide, I don't know, emotional support, yeah. uh, help around the house. Maybe you wouldn't feel like so much of a dirt bag when you're sitting on the couch. 
And once again, it's in this situation, it's not men versus women, y'all. It's us versus the patriarchy. You see what the patriarchy is <laughs> doing? That's why I don't understand men who are very like, quote unquote, alpha, alphaing their lives. Because I'm just like, look what the patriarchy is doing to you. I know you're an unhappy Also, person. you can't be an alpha if you expect the woman to work and pay half the bills. You're very much, you're even worse than beta. I don't beta. know what alpha means, but I hear y'all talk about it all the time. I'm not in, but we're I'm not going to dive into that Not that the red pill, red pill talk. Also, that, right. did you hear about that story today? In England, what happened? A boy in um a school in Croydon, he gave a girl a flower and she rejected oh. him, and he stabbed her with a machete and killed her. What? First thing in the morning. I'm telling you, I haven't I haven't been scrolling that much today, so I did not. Sorry, guys. Not trigger warning. That. Death. And they're he they're doing it because because he reject she rejected him, so okay. obviously he's been taking in all this Andrew Tate you know at that young age yeah did you see that one video of that guy the light-skinned guy who does that nonsense sneeko he's a streamer and he does all that like that ridiculousness and he met some young fans when i say young hana i mean like eight nine ten year old boys and they're talking about women are whores i hate trans people i do that and i was like you don't even and to be honest this is truthfully speaking the rise of the internet the way you guys have access to incel content is it's scary, scary because yeah. i saw this interview you know those random people who go on the street those three black do do? boys talking about i don't want to be the gold digger sir who lives at home <laughs> forget lives at home. home do you, you even have an allowance you don't have an allowance all you do is drink capri sun all day <laughs> you're looking for a gold digger you don't have gold for anybody to, to dig. dig okay you are not a saudi prince okay <laughs> And let me tell you, the Saudi princes would not care. You're but... the you're in the gutters of Cradon or wherever that happened. Croydon, Croydon, where it happened? I don't know. I don't know English cities. I'm not from there, as you can see. And she does the accent. Um, but anyways, but yeah, that happened, and um, I feel so sorry for that child's parents. God, imagine dropping your kid off. You're like, they're safe. She she passed. What? She you passed. Oh, they didn't mention that. You just said she. No, I said I killed her. Stabbed her and killed her. Okay, I thought she recovered like often. What does kill mean to you? Kill could just mean small, small. <laughs> but okay. dead, dead, dead is stronger. Dead is a stronger word. I'm joking. I actually completely missed that. So I did not think she was dead. But that's she's passed. Purse that family, y'all. That's... And all day, it's at this point, it's femicide. All day, of course. people with sense have been trying to say it's because of this, this, and that. The useless men now are like, it's always Twitter hates men. It's always no. You guys need to put. Then, oh, oh <laughs> no! I'm not gonna argue with stupid people. If that's what you believe, you're welcome. And I'm and you're people welcome. are like, this is, and you know, some of the boys will start doing, um, saying the right things to show face, talking about we need to start listening to the boy, the little boys in our community. They don't have elders. They don't have any way to. They don't have fathers. They don't have fathers in the home. And you know, honestly, no all brothers. you men who want it's boy math. That's what it is. You want to be fathers. <laughs> How? Yeah. How can you be a father? How can you teach children? How can you lead? You can't. You're not even you cannot mentors. Do it. No, and you're let not. me tell you something. You're not even good friends. You're not mentors because I've been volunteering and working with black youth across since I was 18. Mm-hmm. When I used to do the mentorship program at university and it was just focused on black youth, most of our mentees were black boys. Mm-hmm. We only had one black I man wonder as a mentor. Why. They don't come out to volunteer. And do you know what was interesting? Because science says sometimes, you know, little boys don't hear the octave of female voices because of 
uh, you know, patriarchy and whatnot. There's only mm-hmm. one person they liked, only one person they listened to, mm-hmm. and it was the man. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't enough of him to go around. Mm-hmm. And that men don't volunteer. And we talk about this all the time as black women. Black men want all of us to stand up yep. and protect them and march for them and, and put our lives on the line for them. But they will not do that for the rest of us. And the most simplest of way they can do that is to mentor the others to do better. But you have absent fathers thinking that their $137 child support check is going to cover your trip to Jamaica. You have half of them in barbershops repeating the same lies Bullshit. Andrew Tate is saying. The brothers are not doing anything on top of systemic racism that has some of us out here yep. tricking and doing yep. other things in yep. prison because of the industrial prison. Who is t- telling the boys? The boys are thirsting for father figures. They need a dad. They need a big brother. They need yeah. a something. They need an uncle. A, a, somebody. Anybody. And there's a nothing. And there's nothing. So why do you want to become a father? You're To be honest, you, you are not... I was going to say something. It's actually making me a little bit emotional because we're not even saying anything that is which an opinion. This is just like you mentioned about the volunteering. This is just fact. It's fact. The statistics show this is what yeah. it is. And to be honest, the carriers of our community, I'm talking specifically the black community, is going to be black women all day, every day. Black and queer people have we been doing the real work. We, exactly. The real work. We keep, we keep it going. And, keep it going. and now, and then somebody said something very interesting. Black men always do this when these type of things happen. One of them said, so how should we approach this situation now? And sh- someone said, I've been on this Twitter app since mm-hmm. I was 11 years old. I'm 24 years old. Black women have been writing how to fix these problems for years. Mm-hmm. And for a second, I clicked. And I said, yeah, I've been on this app since I was like, 13, 14 years yeah. old. I'm 25 years old now. The amount of stuff I've learned from Twitter because I've been willing to learn, mm-hmm. though all of you should have learned it. But no, the rest of you were using that time to call dark-skinned black women all sorts of monkeys and everything yeah. else. Yeah. You don't read, okay? How can they? They're illiterate. You don't read. You're like LeBron James still on the first page of Malcolm <laughs> X. You don't listen to black women when they ask you to listen. You don't come out. No. You don't you're not active in your community all you know is 2k characters that's it yeah like and i'm just like stop asking you are the in this and the thing is black men will understand racism but won't understand patriarchy and it's so funny because the same way white white women women exactly and that's why if you picked up a feminist book and a lot of feminist authors have talked about this there's no difference between white women and black men because you you share one sort of um privilege yeah and you stick onto it oh and i want to be clear this is a black girl that this happened to i'm not you didn't even have to tell me that i already knew so (laughs) i already knew so it's just like how old were they stop they're teenagers so she was uh 15 he was 17 what yeah and and they talk and you know this is not the first time this happens y'all do this all the time what do you mean i always say the the most time that i was ever harassed by men was when i was between the ages of 13 and 18 it's a very scary time in that age i was harassing my school uniform and i was taught to lie i was taught to to oh my god i was taught to just go with the flow i have a boyfriend here's my number yeah yeah and you know, huh? you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not funny. No, because that's how you're taught. That's how yeah. you're socialized to protect yourself yeah. and protect other women. 
so even now at this age, when we talk about, let me see your location, let me see where you're going, and I know it's a, it's a joke on TikTok or on Twitter about how girls socialize yeah. to protect each other. When we go meet people outside, yep. we do it for a reason. Exactly. Because trust me, someone in our circle has experienced something close enough for it, and we are terrified out here. Yep. And it, like, this one shook me today, and I was just like, you guys keep talking I about this. I didn't is I know why okay so sometimes on twitter i don't know what's going on but someone will tweet something mm-hmm. out i was like oh i was like why are we talking about this today <laughs> someone woke up and said oh, yeah yeah let's talk about incels i said please let's not so maybe that's what yes. it was i just missed the story yeah and the okay. incel thing has been growing for so long like i remember being in end of high school and we started talking about the incel movement on reddit, reddit. that's where it was and then it's jumped it jumped off of reddit it went on to streaming apps like twitch yeah that don't check that stuff and then it just kept going and going and going and going. And now it's just been mainstream. And there's full-on incels everywhere. I mean, Twitter's Girl. owned by an incel. Elon Musk. Listen. And then when you, like, even, I want to, it's getting long, Joe Rogan. Like, when we think about even how all this content. So, like, the government can go ahead and be like, yeah, yeah. We need to try and, like, regulate how news and social media is being spread and how information is, especially for kids, because that's a big, big yeah. thing. Even these companies, these social media companies, Meta, um reddit you name them all the way they try and skim through all this content is very manual yeah they don't know how to stop it but it keeps people on the platform because again they're all fighting for attention and viewership so now if someone on reddit is a big big sub thread talking about red pill red pill reddit's just like well y'all gonna see ads and we get paid for these ads so like Go ahead and let the insults do what they need to do because what freedom of speech, they're not gonna try and change that. The only thing we can do is adjust things in our home and stop that is recycling, why... you guys. That's not it's going to the same landfill. What you need to do, no, is keep recycling. Kids. Okay, try and recycle, <laughs> try and recycle. But I'm saying like it doesn't really make a no, it doesn't. Of, like the corporation yeah. is again, they're burning the water and why is the ocean on fire? Yeah, I'll say the things that you can control is how you socialize your own kids in the home and how they behave outside. You can control that. For instance, in it we are currently in the modern modern era, okay? Of what? Of the internet. When really? I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch BT because no. when the music videos came on, my mom was like, "You are not going to watch the booty butt cheeks twerking. You're just not booty booty butt cheeks." <laughs> but Brandon was so nasty. <laughs> booty butt, booty butt, booty butt he was cheeks. So nasty. Sorry, that sorry, man. guys. Um, in that same light. As a parent, you need to know what your kids are watching. You absolutely need to know. Okay. If it's micromanaging, you want to call it, then that's what it is. And you need to start having these conversations, especially with young boys from as early as like five years old. Because that nonsense that we've been doing where, oh, he just likes her. That's why Mm -hmm. he's violent. Mm -hmm. No. If you put hands on my daughter, I'm going to tump your kid. I swear to God. I'm so serious. We're not doing that. That's so scary. From the earliest three, four years old. And somebody pointed out it also starts with like siblings, brothers bullying sisters. Yeah. And we say, well, this is just sibling. It's not normal no, to do that. Normal. It's not normal. And you have to watch. We're, we've gone so lazy. You just put an iPad in a kid's page. And like Connor said, they're pushing the content without you even realizing yeah. because they want people on the platform example yesterday i saw a tiktok of a little white boy who's watching baddies and i was like how do you even find baddies he knew all the baddies names like krishan and j yep. and blueface and i was like this is not appropriate his mom is laughing and i'm like this it's is not, not funny appropriate. and 
again with all these little apps and these little networks that all like there's so so many yeah. apps you can all connect to the internet and yeah. you can all have access to dms and and other people everyone has a, a timeline yeah you that's what I'm going to tell you how that guy found out that his girl was cheating off Pinterest. Yeah. You don't even think to cheat on someone on Pinterest. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, that's how easy it is for us to just consume content, reach out to people and get shit out. And I'm out. telling you, it's unchecked. Like again, when I was in the mentor program, why were the kids who were between the ages of eight to 12 watching Big Mouth? How? Big Mouth is not for children. No, it's not. That's an adult show. Yes, it's animation, but no, 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 no. That is straight up for adults. That should be an adult swim or something. Literally. Anyway, but of course, like you guys want to be negligent with your children. I'm not saying you guys. I don't know if you all have kids, but I'm saying you know who I'm talking about. Please, please, please like, be vigilant. Check if- your kids' computers, and you know that because we. I know who I was as a child. I used to hide a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, of course. But some of us were normal and only read fan fiction. Some of you guys are know. planning to burn down schools, and I feel like and we everyone need to check in your that. circles laughing. <laughs> James, that's so funny. And it's like it's not you burn funny. The school and kill a teacher? Why, James? Why? He's gonna do it. <laughs> okay, do but it. sorry guys, we we're so off topic. But let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. Um. So Dooney's mom is basically saying, like, girl, I need to talk to you. And then Dilla described like he was talking about I was married to this man. Um. He, I, I earned more than him, and it started taking a toll on him because a lot of his businesses failed and la da da da. And he started, he started taking it out on me. Because he said, you know what, I'm going to start drinking and beating my wife. And that's yeah. what he started doing. So a lot of domestic To the point where she violence. even miscarried a few times. And she, she said she'd even leave after that. Like, you know, she she said, what did she say, like two times? Yeah, she said he beat two pregnancies out of me. I said, Jesus. Yeah. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. And the only time she left after is that one time he was really putting hands on her and she saw something in her eyes that said if i don't leave here he's gonna kill me yeah and thank god yeah. she left yeah and um, went back to her parents home. three years into our marriage she was still jobless i don't think he was trying hard enough <laughs> oh dear be careful they're gonna say you hate men i'm no, so serious I'm like you could have done something you i'm i, I you could have worked way. somewhere like, obi was a serve a server after university i'm telling you right now if you're bringing listen what does my mom say about idle minds it's a devil's, devil's workshop. workshop like yep. even if you go and sell um rice and a photo stew you're still bringing something, something to the household there's still a distraction there's still a discipline there this man said nah i'm going straight to that guinness and I'm just imagine you're my taking hand. my money to buy guinness to imagine. put hands on me sick i'll kill you so she goes back to her mother's house because the trauma was just, it was too much. Like yeah. she's like Odile said, like she saw something and said, yeah, this ain't it. Thank God. Because sometimes some women are not able to, to they're not able to escape. And it's just, it's, and you know what? And this is our warning. You know, if he puts hands on you one time, he can kill he'll you. Do it. A man can put 100%. hands on you can kill you. By that time, I would say even when he starts to raise his voice, yeah, he has already signed the contract that this, like at this yeah. point, girl, you have to go because the next time it will not be his voice that's raised. Listen, um, so and so she's crying and she's telling Duny mm-hmm. this story, and Duny's like, "Oh man, I kind of feel sorry for my mom." And she's like, "After two years, and I married your dad, and mm-hmm. it took me a while. Like he was really patient with me. Thank yeah. God." And, um. Gosh. Mm-hmm. then i had you guys and 
but I wasn't healed. Like stuff happened. Like when you guys were little, I think she said three and one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her and That's Jeremiah right. were are, were playing as kids do, and he hit her, and she beat the hell out of a, of a three year old. And I was like, and it scared her. Like she told she at least she told her husband as soon as he got home, mm-hmm. and said, and so the husband was like, okay, we'll hire a nanny, we'll hire whomever, mm-hmm. and that's when she started jet setting because she didn't think she could be a good parent to her kids this is when the story goes mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is when i say wait, wait i think everything before that is completely justifiable but then this is where i start to so because she also says like she had nightmares and like understandable yeah she faced know. trauma so it's still her mind still isn't that um flight what's it called fear um yeah, fear flight, fight, fight or flight, fight or flight, always, and she's probably on edge constantly. I just think that she's been gallivanting into Europe from that time till now. So That's a girl, long time. Dooney's three years old. So then, which we'll get to my next point. But let me just say this: so she's yeah. telling Dooney this, and she says, "I don't hate Obina. Like I never have. The first time I saw you guys, it triggered my past, and." I saw the way you looked at each other and I saw where he lived. The similarities terrified me. I didn't want history to repeat itself. All I could think was about was protecting you. So you said, oh man, the recipe for domestic violence is poverty. Huh? Yeah, she equated those two and said, you know what I should do now? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how many rich men beat their wives? Like... I it it girl, there is no correlation here. I'm so sorry. An you evil made that man shit is up. an evil man. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying you made that shit. You up. should still be careful. Like I said, we we are anti bum here. Oh yeah. But listen, mm-hmm. but my problem with that is, again, you met your man in university when you guys were adults. He mm-hmm. was already established as who he was, and he he clearly didn't love you the way Obi loves. Dooney Mm -hmm. and again as I've been saying had you been receptive to Obi you would have known that but you weren't and you took out your pain on a 17 year old boy a boy you did that she was projecting unnecessarily there was no need for you to do that you never you never and I'm assuming it's even for Jeremiah I don't think you got the chance to understand your daughter, yep. your son, and then yep. now here at Obi as well. Um, you just said, "Oh no, Obi reminds me of that abusive first husband of mine." Therefore, it's gonna happen to my daughter, who I feel like you didn't even like know as exactly. well. So then, how were you? Ma- how are you making this huge assumption about what's going on? Um, and of course, as she's talking about this, Dooney is asking the same question I'm asking. So you didn't think about seeking help, girl. Like- and she said, "Oh, therapy wasn't a thing in Nigeria at the time." That's fine. I yeah, there's a taboo that. around it. Oh, absolutely. Sure. But do you know where therapy did exist? In America Amsterdam. and Amsterdam. In London. In London. You like going to London. You do. So you had, before even meeting Obi, you had 17 years of Dooney's life to sort that shit out. And you did it. And you and your other airheaded husband, nobody... Th- you know what? She was... She was what going- is the point of resources if you guys are not going to use them? I'm telling you. Like, I'm... I'm, I'm what? Even a regular, if she had gone to a regular medical doctor and said, this is what's happening to me because of this, they, they would have referred you. you. Absolutely. Instead, you decided to go to London like every African person when they're sick. And <laughs> that just pisses me off. Um, and 
I think for me, also like, oh God, like it's reached the point where now Dune is how old and you still 30. have not tried to deal with some the of thing. your issues. You can't deal with it upset. because she's like, well, that's why I separate. Then the incident with Obi happens where I pushed him and yeah. she said, I didn't mean to, like I left my body and I believe her. I absolutely yep. believe her yep. because even Obi said when I looked at her, it was like she came back and I was, she said, I was horrified with what I did, but you never apologized. You never paid for his hospital fees. You never did anything. You And then even when Dooney brought up to you in the kitchen, you said, I did what I did to protect you. If you don't, sh- it made me so angry because everything that she was saying, I said, girl, let me tell her, there were so many other options. The way you reacted was ridiculous. And let me tell you, if they were poor, I would have accepted some of this. But as people who are rich yeah. and have accesses to resources most of us will never have access to, yeah. th- these are not excuses to me. I don't care what country you're in. These are not excuses. We hear of African leaders, children, and rich people's children in the continent who do things and experience things that you know, are not produ- like normally perceived as African. Yeah. So for you to sit there and say you had the money to go to London every weekend, but you didn't have the resources to or seek help. to seek help. I'm not sh- too sure about that. Again, nobody in this book has exhausted every possible option. They're and not I, resourceful people at all. And I really want to be empathetic to Mrs. Dooney's mother, but like it's it's just it's hard leaving. because the the people that you've hurt were minors. Your minor son and your minor son, daughter's boyfriend, mm-hmm. who's also a minor. Like it's very specific here and there's just layers of privilege here that you don't even seem to understand. Mm-hmm. And I was just like I just, I don't, I don't get it. But then she's like, and that's why I stay away from Austin because the minute I saw him, saw Austin, I saw Obi. Another person who gets the paint. Generational trauma. Why is everyone being caught in the crossfire between (laughs) you and your mental health? Like, it's, it's too much. Like this, this is, boo. (laughs) You heard me say when I was reading the book, boo, try again. And poor Austin doesn't even think you like her. And I get it. You, you fear that you'll be the same, but like, at this point, it's been 30 years, babes. It's been 30 years. Like, we have to seek help at some point. And that's the thing, right? Like, I think that's the thing people forget about traumas. It's like, you are allowed to have your past. You are allowed to have your traumas. But if you don't do anything to work on them and be able to survive within society, just stating you have those traumas is not enough. Yep. And that's the same thing I say with men who are be like, oh, my dad left me. Oh, my mom did. That's fine. I'm sorry that happened to you. But what have you done to overcome these things or to at least manage them? Because I have yep. traumas and I guess what I do. It's they a like choice. It's a choice. And a lot of you just rather be lazy and not a lot of you genuinely don't want to fix yourselves. You only say these things for the sake of saying them because you know how hard it is to like admit yourself now. Okay, now I need to start going therapy and start doing something here. Start doing some work like the big it's a big step, but at least I'm making a choice. At least I'm trying to better myself, but you want to turn 60 years old and still be beating your kids. And then you ask yourself, why do my children hate me? Oh my God. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Um, okay. Where, where we go? I think so. Dooney's completely moved by her mother's, um, past. And at some point she actually calls her, her mother, mom, instead of mother, which is something I didn't realize. Yeah, she kept saying mother. Oh, I, I noticed. Um, because... so I guess she's trying to be empathetic or whatever it is um i think you know it's cool and so she tells her like you really need to seek help like honestly like for yourself for jeremiah for me 
everybody. Yeah. They promise you're gonna do it. And her mom said, Yeah, I'm I'm I promise I'm gonna That husband of hers is very it. useless. Junie's dad? Of course. He just pays the bills. What else <laughs> used for? Um anyway, and then she also says that she's going to explain this to Jeremiah as well as Obina about like where this hate and this as Adil likes to use a lot of vitriol comes from. You like to use that word a lot. Vitriol? Yeah. I've not used it yet. I think I heard you say it this week. No. Yeah. Okay. So, and this was the, and so now that I guess everything is coming to sort of like a reconciliation. Is that the word? Reconciliation? Dooney is realizing for the first time that there's nothing really separating her and Obina from being together because, you know, her mom gave her, her, mom approval. Gave her approval. The she, gods the gave their country. approval. Their daughter is here and she's getting better. The blood oath gave the approval. Yep. And then it ends here saying the only obstacle now is Dooney. So Dooney goes to Dooney's the hospital and she sees Austin. Austin, she gives Austin things and she's like, okay, um, you know, I, I don't remember what their conversation, but essentially the gist of that conversation was, can you give grandma a chance? Like mm. she's, oh, and Dooney's, Mrs. Dooney's mother went to go talk to Obina. Yeah. Can you give grandma a chance? Like she's been through stuff, but she really wants to get to know you and like mm-hmm. promise me that you'll give her a chance. And your dad wanted me to tell you that I, that he loves you. And he's like, how can he love me? He doesn't know me. He's mm-hmm. like the same way that I love you. Like I love you with no reason. And you know and she's like is that how you love him and she doesn't answer outwardly but the answer is yes like yes absolutely that's how i love him and she's just like yeah like from that her daughter asking her that takes her back to like yeah that's why i like that's why i love obina like we're meant to be together yeah i just Um, love him and she trusts him and everything and let's just finish this shit up, man. <laughs> I love this chapter, though. So we go into the last chapter, which is 44. So Obi's on the phone, and he gets a knocking knock on his hotel room. Um, and it's his wife and his daughter. <laughs> okay. It's his wife it's and his, his daughter. Love, love his life and his daughter. His soulmate. His soulmate. And he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh. And mind you, it's been days. Yeah. So she hasn't let him see her in days. And that is wickedness. Let me tell you. He calls two, three times a day. He never asks, can I see her? But it's been literal days. And you've not let him see this child. And I'm just like, Dooney, how much more time do you want to steal? The more you deep it, the more upsetting it becomes. (laughs) Let's move on. I'm begging you. But she was just like, um, what'd she say? So he opens the door. He's on the phone. He's like, I'm going to call you back. And uh, Austin says hi, and he says hi. And you know, well, throughout the book, it's like that simple hi is how yeah. everything starts. Yeah. And she, Austin goes, well, like I guess you're my dad. Um, and he's like, I am. It seems like I've been waiting a lifetime to meet you. And I said, Oh, Jehovah! It does feel like a lifetime because it was. It and, does feel like a lifetime for sure. And then. You know, she he bent down and she immediately hugged him because little kids, kids don't not want to love parents. They want they to love want you. To they love want you to love you so bad. You, understand you. They're literally. Ugh. And he in that moment when she he like closes his eyes and lifts her, and I'm just like all the hugs that have been stolen from these two. God, 
And um, so then Austin being the kid that she is, she's like, oh, hotel Duke, can we order a room service? Mm-hmm. And Dooney and, and Obi are staying there and, you know, she's like, I'm sorry it took us so long. It's a lot. I, didn't, I wanted to make sure she was ready. And he was like, I would have waited for it as long as it took. But thank you for cutting my weight short. I missed you. Um, and tugged her gently towards him. I love you. And she said, I know. I love you too, Obi. And then his phone rang again. He's like, it's my realtor. Like, I'm trying to move to Seattle. I'm trying to find a place. And she's like, I think I actually want to move back home. Like, I'm tired. I'm homesick. And, you know, their plan was always to live in Lagos. And now they can get the dog. <laughs> That's going to, like, do any better. Sorry. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm ready to go home now with you and our daughter so they could stop grasping at an imagined future and stop jumping over hurdles. They had been doing that for too long. They were exhausted. I'm ready for BAM. And that's when I started crying. And as you guys can hear, my voice is shaking again (laughs) because that's all Obi really wanted. He just wanted to fall in love and be at peace. And this lady said, no, let's go on a roller coaster. And he laughed and he said, yeah, I think we earned it. Yeah. <laughs> the end of the book. And that's how the book ends. It ends with basically the dream that they shared when they were young, when they were having a little altercation, they were, you know, on each side of the door. Mm-hmm. Of the, the, the vision came true, y'all. They're going to go to Lagos with their daughter, with their daughter, Austin. They're going to live happily ever after. And the Kadua says, get their dog. Um... I wrote a whole epilogue in my head. Um, I'm and not yeah, sure. So one thing about Hana this book, me. which is very different from all the other books we have read, actually, I think all of them had, no, except for like um, um, Honey and Spice. But so far, all the books that I we've read. Honey and Spice had an Oh, it didn't? Okay. Nope. That I, I don't think it had an epilogue. It, it has a sequel that's com- upcoming, but I don't remember an epilogue Which is there. probably why there's no epilogue. Um... But this book does not have an epilogue, which really upsets Odilia because I think it would be nice. I think you can go ahead and just in summary, in summary. Okay, let's not be long winded here. I know we've really gone long, Um, you guys. What the epilogue is going to be. It. Okay, so it really upsets me. I've always always said every book, I love an epilogue because an epilogue tells you, it puts into words what you're hoping, that everything is going to be okay and beautiful and peachy. And you need that after you've been toiling and toiling and toiling. And I think no book other better than this one, oh, Obi, I'm looking at him on the cover again, needs an epilogue because we've been through so much with them. So, so much. So Fair me enough. and my friend, who I may read the book, shout out Sharon, um, I wrote one for us because we really needed that, the two of us. Okay. Because, you know, so essentially in my epilogue, Obi and Dooney, they move back to Lagos. They're going to have, you know... The relationship between Dooney and her mother and Austin will improve, but I think Obi will always be a little skeptical of her, and that's okay, because I'm skeptical of her. And they will get married, and they'll get a new house, not the house that Obi has, because they want a home that's theirs, and Obi doesn't mind. And they're going to have two more kids. They're going to have a girl, and they're going to name it after his mom, and then a boy. But also they're going to get married at some point. And for their honeymoon, they're going to go to Italy and eat gelato because that's all he wanted to do when they were younger was to take her out and eat gelato. I'm sorry. 
I think it's a cute epilogue that Odilia um, conjured from her from her imagination. I think it's cute. I hundred percent because it's a lot of full circle moments, and I think that's cute. I'm of course neutral to epilogues, but I feel like the ending for me satisfied satisfied my appetite enough because I can imagine that, and I can imagine even more than that, which is perfectly fine. Because look at you, you 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 tapped into your creative juices and you wrote you finished the book on your own isn't that amazing no and as i was telling hannah sometimes it's not amazing that you did that no it's great but it's the feeling of knowing that it's real and on paper that makes it like it do you know what it is that what's the word it makes it canon like you want it to be canon like i always say like the reason for a lot of us who love the hunger games um the end the last chapter of mocking jay when you just see that Katniss says the girl has blue eyes like her father and blonde hair and he has the boy has brown hair and brown eyes like her like me that I'm 25 years old I read that when I was 12 and 13 that has been with me since to know Katniss and Peeta end up happy has carried me to know canically that they they're happy not no fan fiction no nothing i conjured up in my head but even they are happy but okay so i i didn't and and sometimes you want to see you want to see the happy of course but do you think it ended unhappily no but i wanted to i want to be able to open the book every once in a while and be like you know Okay, that's fair enough. I think it ended. I think it ended happy because I can now imagine that they're gonna fulfill. The, I don't want to imagine. Dream. It will happen. I'm pretty sure they're on the way to Italy right now before they touch down Lagos. I feel like they're gonna fulfill that dream because there's so many full circle moments, and I think I think that's what's I don't know satisfying my my appetite with everything. Like I'm very comfortable with that idea. Okay. Anyway, um. Y'all, we are so sorry. This is taking so long. I know. It was, it, honestly, it's only a couple chapters, but there was a lot of stuff. It was packed in. So we are going to talk about the next book that we're reading, and then we're going to close this thing up. Oh, before we even do that. Sorry, guys. Like, again, we apologize, but this book meant a lot to us. Final scores. Oh, I forgot to rate. Okay, so for me, um, this book, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Because the language is powerful. The plot is absolutely well thought out. Honestly, there were I was completely shocked by some of the things I was reading. <laughs> and I really, really love the back and forth between present and then. Yes, Ooh, yes, Jenny Gar, yes, you yes. did that, girl. Especially Obina's chapters. They were fantastic. Um, I think just the format, the language, the plot um the way everything was stitched together well done um definitely a nine out of ten how about you girl i know you ready to give it a ten out of ten okay i i know i ended last book (laughs) and i said Hmm. nothing will top before i let go this one topped him yeah and if i could i would give this 11 out of 10 that is how much i loved it like I like I told you guys, I finished reading it the first week, and normally of the two of us, I think I'm the slower reader. Mm-hmm. And this one, before I like go, I finished a little early too. But like, I loved it. I loved it. I've been thinking about it for four weeks. I've reread chapters. I re-listened to the whole. I don't even like audiobooks, guys. And I listened to the audiobook just so that I could listen at work mm-hmm. and immerse myself on the train and everything in the world and Mm -hmm. again like i loved the back and forth and i loved the 
the I think everybody the then chapters are much stronger are than the so well written. They're so like, good. I'm telling you, like Obi's Oof. perspective, and that might, might be also why we have so much like vitriol towards Dooney yeah. because we're we're able to know Obi in such an intimate way, and like, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I love I love this book, and I'm in love with Obi now. Like. And I find like the point of these books, like to a certain point, you know, you're you're obviously reading two characters, but I think as women, you're supposed to imagine yourself in the space. Yeah, you of, insert yourself. Yeah, and the other ones, like I said, Josiah, he sounds great, but that is Yasmin's man yeah, to me. Like yeah. I ship them. I ship Kiki and Kai. I ship Jean Vievre. You guys know and I Shane. ship Jean Vievre and Shane. Mm-hmm. I was about to boot Dooney out of the way. She was. <laughs> And that's why that's that's all I was very scared of her from time to time, you guys. Um, but that's okay because that's what these type of books I mean, that's what they do. And I had I went in completely blind, I did not think I was gonna like love this book so much. I like I said, I said, whatever comes after before I let go, it will be impossible to top for me. And so now I have to say it again whatever comes after where we end and begin, yeah, the competition. Oof, it's is fierce. fierce. Absolutely. Because, oh my God, like I said earlier, like, you know, you're talking about, I was talking about like Jane Austen, the books we read in mm-hmm. school. I'm telling you, if I read this book, I think it would have, if I read it in grade 12, whatever you guys call grade 12, so like my A levels, this book would have done something to my life. I think I would have been a totally oh, different person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking now in terms of like comprehension and maybe, but then you're studying it with other people, so maybe y'all can share ideas. And but also, we I don't have the, say, the ideolo- ideologies we have right now. <laughs> We don't. No, like in I, terms of romance. No, like oh. we do, but they're not as expanded as right, they were. Right, right, right. They're right. more expanded now than they were at like age seventeen and eighteen. For sure. So I feel like studying, like, because I'm just thinking, like, the language is so good for me. Yeah. It's it can easily be put in a curriculum and be like, you guys, let's read about. I wouldn't say it's a tragic love story. It's not, but let's read. Let's read. A, let's read about. It's this. forbidden love, I guess. Yeah, forbidden love. Um, it's a second chance, and second it's a chance. forbidden love. Yeah, I find it's more forbidden than it is second chance. Yeah. Because um, the obstacles my my team had to go through in order to win the championship, Jesus, was crazy. Listen, but this book, I'm telling right now, whichever listener wants to read this book but can't afford it let us know we're gonna buy it for you <laughs> Hannah gonna sponsor you <laughs> i'm gonna sponsor you because i've been telling everybody i told my sisters i've told the little group of people who follow me in snapchat <laughs> that i'm willing to pay for your book paperback though i'm willing to pay for this book for you because easy to i'm telling you i finished it. it and because i couldn't talk about it with hana i made another friend read it <laughs> so that i could talk about it with them. i love that and i made them catch up with me every single time shout out sharon shout out to sharon that's a real g right there (laughs) i said you have to read this book like i had a physical response to this book it's been a month and i'm still thinking i'm so serious guys it was today's the first time i'm gonna put on my shelf and not have obi's face there and i'm already missing it like (laughs) mental illness i love this book i love this book i i don't know what like I thought I loved before I let go. No, I love this book. This is my, I'm going to say this is my favorite one out of all the ones we've read. This, yeah. If this we don't, this, this so far is my favorite book this year. And I know the we year still... hasn't ended y'all. You <laughs> never know now. If somehow we read something even better than this. I'll be shocked. I'll say that we're on a, we're on a record right here. Like, like because we back had a slump. Back back? 
I actually went back and I re-listened to the, the last, because I was doing something for our Instagram, the last chapter of The Perfect Fine. Mm-mm. And the last few things I said, I said, if before I let go is not good, I'm going to stop reading. Mm-hmm. I said, this podcast will be done. I'm not doing it if there's no love. Mm-hmm. And like the universe heard us. Mm-hmm. They said, don't worry, girl. Here you go. And let me tell you, I've been thoroughly impressed beyond impressed i am i feel proud of the book like i wrote it exactly janie garo a goddess her pen is amazing (laughs) um but let's close it up y'all um, yes, we've given it a hundred out of a hundred. We will be returning to the Janie Garo cinematic universe for sure. We'll be probably if reading Swedish Remedy. Her kids, give me some, mama. <laughs> give me some. So so far, you can tell we love the Tia Williams cinematic universe, the Candy Ryan cinematic universe. Oh yeah, we come for you too, Candy. <laughs> and now we're in the Jane. This is a Janie Garo stand club. I don't even standing, but I stand. I love that woman. That woman's my sister. <laughs> she is. She is the woman. What did um, Oprah, Oprah say? She said she's the mother I never, she's the had, mother I never had. The sister I always wanted. Woo! The friend. <laughs> that woman just, golly. Like, honestly, your mind. We we absolutely your love mind. this book. Yeah. Like, five out of five, recommend. And if you read it and you don't love it, keep it to yourself. Nobody wants to know. If you don't love it, then that means you don't know how to read. Anyway, <laughs> please, you guys, follow us on all our social Before media that, platforms. our next book that we'll be reading oh. next week. Right. You know, I still have to order my book, but... Once again, we are reading You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akweke Amezi. So we're staying within the Nigerian scope of things. Um, But yeah, that is our next book. That's what we'll be reading next week. We'll be reading the first couple chapters. We'll let you know which chapters on our Instagram. And as Hannah said, follow us on Instagram. Okay, it's my turn. Follow us on all our social media platforms. I mean Instagram. I mean TikTok. I mean Twitter shit youtube too girl and then on top of that how about you do us a favor and actually email us at romantically at gmail.com don't be shy we're so kind and we love y'all too so uh yeah i had nothing else yeah let us know if you were up as you know what were you feeling with the books either this book or the ones before like are you as obsessed as we were and um yeah like yeah we just we just loved it again we're sorry for it to be this long almost three hours oh my god mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and um is looking at the book apparently it's really short so we might have another book real soon but uh we'll stretch it out <laughs> but yeah but thank you thank you thank you amazing as always and yeah we hope you have a great rest of your week bye bye Thank you.